0: Fields, welcome back to our awesome weekly show, talking about all the best things in comics from last week. Hopefully they're still on the shelves. Hopefully you're listening to this uh, uh, cruising around on your way to work, and we let you know what uh, what you might have missed or justify your taste. How you doing, Mr. Morales? Man, things are going well. Man, can't complain at all. Can't complain. It's nice here in Colorado, isn't it?
1: Yep. Nope. Just just the right amount of snow.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm so sick of it, man. I just I, I want I need I need some. Serious heat. I, I I I need to recharge. Like I, my battery. Seriously, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of my car always being dirty because it's snowing and getting all like drives me nuts, man. But that's uh, that's you know we still live in Colorado, man. it's still, it's still yeah. great. I love bragging to people They're like, oh, I wish I could live in Colorado. Mm, I move. <laughs> we're full. Yeah, yeah we're full. <laughs> I saw a bumper sticker that said
1: Texas, please.
0: Yeah. Say oh, no,' It's like no, keep everyone from like the Midwest away, man, yeah, if, yeah you're not wrong. if you're in Ohio, Indiana, any of those methy states, stay your ass there,
1: <laughs> We'll let three people from Fond du Lac no it. more, no less, yep, we got to... you're a family of three feel free from only if you're from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. <laughs>
0: Well, we are about to in, encounter on a couple awesome moves that we're going to do. We're, uh, should, should I, I know, ruin all the surprises, but one of them what we're going to do is we're going to start hunting for some comic books that uh, even like preteen Morales and preteen Joshua Michael have been wanting for a while. And you were kicking it off with Nightfall and it really like set a fire into my ass because when Nightfall was coming out, uh, it, I didn't, you know, I was a kid, like I couldn't have all of them. And now yeah. it never occurred to me that now I can. not
1: This is true. Yeah, I think I've got the uh, I've got the whole thing together, but I never picked up. Uh, I think I've only got like maybe three or four of the original issues. And which I want ones, to see if I can find the rest of them.
0: Which ones do you have?
1: Uh, I t- I couldn't even tell you at the top of my head. I think I've got the one we always talk about with Zaz. Yeah, I got that one too. Um.
0: I got the Showcase I say, with, with, with uh, Two-Face.
1: I'd have to see if I had that one or not. It's got all, like all my all my major collecting from when I was a teenager is at my folks' house. So I'd really have to dig into that and see what I do and do not have. But I think I think you know Nightfall would be an excellent place to start.
0: 100%, especially because they're probably not that hard to find. It's because there are so many printed. Mm-hmm finding the, what was it? it was batman number was it 25 when Bane broke his back
1: possibly i couldn't i think it was 75 i feel like
0: it was a solid it was a solid number mhm and then right after that they they went into straight up batman uh batman uh, was it 600 that came out right afterwards with with uh, Azrael when he debuted the the new suit and took over as batman had that cool I yeah, I'm going to look that up while you're talking. Tell, t- tell me
1: more about why you picked Nightfall. Give me more about that. Ah, oh, this is just an original. It's just a classic collection. I mean, it was such a such a big deal at the time. You know, we they broke the bat. You know, no one ever done it. And I remember it being like a, a good-sized chunk of comics. And like, looking back, it was always one that I'd always meant to pick, put together and never got around to it. And I kind of feel like that would be a loads of fun to actually have it and actually just sit down and... Just read through the entire thing. See what we can find, you know?
0: Ba- Bane breaks Batman's back in a splash page from Batman number 497. I swear it was num- numbered a different number before they went to, yeah. like, legacy numbers.
1: Possibly. But I mean, 497 is it. 497 is it. So, see what, uh... See if we can find all these, uh... All the nightfalls.
0: All the nightfalls... Whoa. Uh, I got drunk one night like 10 years ago and woke up uh, on eBay saying I bought all of the uh, the Phalanx Covenant and the entirety of Age of Apocalypse and I, it was absolutely <laughs> I was not mad about that I got a super good deal on it on them. so I'm happy I've got all those but having all the nightfalls that would be epic I, you know and also uh, people shit on it but like it was such a big deal to me but the entirety of the uh, first Doomsday all the way straight through Funeral for a Friend Straight Hell to, yeah. straight to, that'll be a fun collecting, um, hmm, also Vertigo number ones, man, there's a lot of Vertigo oh, number ones I really want to make this on the list, because so what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to start just, things are opening up now, it's time to start crate digging again, and we got a couple extra bucks, we might as well just go, uh, go find some good comics and go, uh, give our business to some uh, great people here in Colorado that have some amazing stores. And yeah, we
1: got some really good stores in town. We got Ed's, we got Muse. Quite a few good ones in town. I Terminal Velocity.
0: Right? We got to find those toy stores too. Go toy hunting, man. Yeah, so we can find. Well, shit, man. We got some good comics to talk about. Let's get into it, man. All right. We got Man Goat and the Bunny Man, number one, my favorite of this week. Uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow number 1, Sweet Tooth 6 of 6, Wolverine number 11, Daredevil number 29, Mighty Morphin number 6, I believe. Let me go back to it. Oh, I can't believe I didn't write it down. Mighty Morphin number 6, yep. And The Flash number six, seven, sixty-nine. Beta Build, number 1, and The Picture of Everything Else number 3. Let's, uh, let's go straight into Daredevil, man.
1: Yeah, Daredevil was solid this week. I really... Really enjoying the build on this.
0: I'm I'm glad that the uh well, they haven't completed uh the whole thing with null yet, but it's it's over in these pages here and it's it's a it's a breath of fresh air. Okay, that's over and done with. Let's let's get to the meat and potatoes here. And Electra is kicking some ass in Hell's Kitchen.
1: Yeah. But yeah, we started out with uh, Daredevil's in jail. And at the end of the last issue he realized he after one bite of food, you know, his his super senses and whatnot, um, he's been poisoned. And he's sitting here having this conversation with this inmate named Marcus, and he's like, you know, I'll be right back. And he kind of stumbles out of the jail, into the yard, and he forces himself to throw up before, you know, the po- enough of the poison gets in there that he's in trouble. And he turns around, and all of a sudden all these inmates are walking towards him looking for a fight. You know, and then we twist it up a little bit, and we go to Electra and she is teaching the girl she saved a few issues ago. Um, I don't know if you caught her name, but I don't remember off the top of my head.
0: It's here somewhere. I'll keep going through Keep going cool. through you while you're talking.
1: Yeah, but she's uh she's teaching her how to fight, and she's like, you know, why are we doing this? And she's basically like, you're weak. And, you know, she's like, you know, when compared to, you know, the girls that shoots back, you know, compared to you, everybody's weak. And Electra you know, goes back with her, being like, you know, you're you're a weak child. You know, I was weak like you once. You know, I didn't have a mother. My father left. You know, these were you know hard lessons I needed to learn. You can either be weak, you know, or you can you know or you can be strong. You know, especially in Hell's Kitchen, you need to be strong. And she's over here. She takes her out while she's dressed as Daredevil, and she ends up breaking up an extortion racket. Because we've got the uh, the new kingpin in town is Elizabeth, that uh you know Wilson Fisk anointed as the new kingpin, and you know she breaks up this extortion ring and tells the extortionist you know now you guys pay me if you guys want to run if you guys want my protection, and basically the interesting part about this is this is all Electra's way to teach this small child how to be strong. You know how to how to intimidate people and how to assert your dominance, which is definitely an interesting parenting technique.
0: It, especially from a woman that you would never expect would have any sort of maternal instinct whatsoever, and it is absolutely manifesting one hundred percent with this girl. That she just this you know this ragamuffin. You know she's uh, this is actually my favorite part of the story is because. Uh, for you crate diggers, I'm I'm putting my my money where my mouth is on this one, and I'm saying this is uh, the past the first uh, the first uh, appearance of this girl. <coughs> excuse me, is going to be big uh, because this girl is this is this is her origin story is already coming out way cooler and way radder than X 23s If you're looking for like a strong woman character, and this is the type of character that isn't being written just to be. You know, to pander to people and have a strong woman character. This is just how it is. This is how good writing manifests itself. The girl is learning that, yeah, I'm weak, but like not just in a week that, you know, I, you know I'm a kid and I don't have money and I gotta rely on someone. Like when she sees this extortion racket going on, she's like, a, you know, her, her childhood isn't 100% being stolen, like, you know, where she's not allowed to have fun or anything like that. But at the same time, though, she's learning at a very young age how evil the world is and she's living in it and she can either sink or swim. And Elektra is gonna teach her how to kick some ass, man. Like, like the training sequence, a hundred percent, absolute hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So we go back to Daredevil, and you know, like I said, all these guys are approaching Daredevil, gonna, you know, gonna at least beat him up, if not kill him. And my favorite part of this book was Daredevil. He just starts meditating, just sitting there waiting for him to come. Right in like in his mind he's he's telling us this tale of one night him and fozzy or foggy um went out drinking and freaking they ended up you know talking to some guys getting into a little scuffle and they're gonna go outside they're gonna squall and freaking foggy just starts dancing and it freaks the guys out and the guys end up leaving him alone and walking off thinking foggy's crazy and matt turns to him is like what the hell are you doing and he's like, he just looks at him. He's just like, you can't punch a dancing man. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and you know, and, and here he is, you know, Daredevil of all people using that same thought process and, you know, starts meditating just to kind of get a psychological edge on these guys. Cause it, you know, he's Daredevil, but there's still at least 15 to 20 of these guys. Yep. And then, you know, all of a sudden, so he, he, you know, next page, is a splash page of him jumping over these guys, just ready to fight, and it just says, "So let's dance."
0: So let's dance. This is such an epic. Like, if if you know anything about art, like this, man, the getting the rain like this, and like, what there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight dudes getting their ass whooped, and Murdoch is doing it, man. Like it's, it, it. it there's so many fun life lessons through what Daredevils. What with their preaching right now what there's like what six stories going on in this or or maybe minimum four that yeah, that's happening
1: there's, there's easy four stories in this in this one issue just just we're getting a, a glimpse into the world of Hell's Kitchen. like we're seeing how people interact we're seeing you know people talking to each other, working through things we're seeing one story bleed into another story you know could we get back into it? And the next thing is one of the extortionists is talking to Izzy Libris, the now the new Kingpin of Hell's Kitchen. And she and he's explaining to her what the situation was. And apparently it wasn't just him. Apparently, you know, Daredevil had hit two or three different people already talking about, you know, if you guys are gonna, you know, do business in the kitchen, you go through me. You know, and you know, Izzy's freaking out because you know, she's a kingpin, she just got this power. And she's she's been a long time crime boss, but she's just now being granted the power of the kingpin. And she's already lost one of her sons, so she ends up going to this guy named Butch and basically puts Butch in charge of, you know, running the kitchen. Because she doesn't want her she doesn't want her only other son involved in this because she doesn't want to lose him too, because she already lost him to the owl. And Butch is like, you know, I'll do what I can. And next thing you know, we see um Mike Murdoch. You know, Matt's quote unquote brother.
0: Are you familiar with that story? This is I've i read
1: a little bit of it, yeah.
0: Mystical by mystical means, uh Mike is has his memories, uh, and right now is uh pretending to be Matt, so no one's suspicious while well, Daredevil's in jail. But it in the issue that they reference, uh, the, the annual, uh when they like mm-hmm. show like how we got all the memories and Uh, but he's actually like a, a, what do you call it, a professional piece of shit. And (laughs) I'm I'm loving, uh, first off, I didn't realize that Butch is the Kingpin's kid, and then they show it from the side, of course he's the Kingpin's kid. And they're they're hatching that dumbass, like, that dumbass henchman scheme about how they're going to take everything over, and you just know it's not going to end well for these guys. Not at
1: all. No, (laughs) Lord, no. no. Because at the end of the day, like I said, Mike's a piece of garbage, and... Butch is a guy that's, you know, in, you know, he's obviously in his, his father's shadow. But you, know, you can tell he's trying, you know, the guy, he's a big dude, in shape, freaking angry, trying to work his way, you know, following his father's footsteps, but he doesn't really know how to do it. Not at all. No. Oh.
0: Not at all. So we've got that brewing here. And so he's basically, like, and I love how Mike broke it down, like, you know, this is a bloodless coup like this is exactly what we wanted and like oh okay like you you're getting your your power through through cowardice and like even cowardice by like villain standards or even street thugs like standards these guys are robbing their own they're, you know they're eating their own their own they they're, they're these people aren't worth it and it's i'm, I'm going to love seeing these guys get taken down but oh, then oh yeah
1: and it's going to be harsh too oh
0: 100% like i i kind of want both of them to die <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, before we get further into it, I'm really liking how uh, Zadarski is taken. I'm not sure if they took from Zadarski because I know they had a lot of of uh, people helping out on the Daredevil show, just in general that were in the comics world. I love seeing their names like during the the episodes. But the fact that like none of these characters are throwaway characters, not one person that has any dialogue in any Daredevil comics since Zadarski took over, has been something that has been like you know a wasted little little extra like you know someone that is just needs a little quick little little push there now every single one of these people is amazing i'm really loving uh the dude that's bonding with matt in jail he's uh, hands down my third favorite character
1: nice yeah no they've had a they, he's got to, like i said it's like you're you're seeing this from every aspect of the city and that's really intriguing to see you know how each level of this of this city works you know, we're getting you know you got your superheroes you got your your thugs you got your you know your powerful criminals you got you know the kingpin you know and each one has is multi-layered and that's really super intriguing
0: i really think that like people that are i mean like before you not to give too many of our pearls out but like if you want to be a good like booker in writing if just for some inspiration on how to develop characters and make every scene and every bit of dialogue worth it. Pick up, pick up Daredevil right now at hundred percent. Oh yeah, every every little person matters. The down the the people in jail. I mean, Izzy. I mean, I really love watching this woman develop, especially from the beginning when like she was just kind of like it got hodgepodge on her, and like she's gonna lose control real fast because she can already the dude that she's relying on as the head of hell's kitchen is already a piece of shit. She's already making the bad decisions and only we know. Yeah. As, as, as the viewers, So that, that gives you that extra little like chutzpah there. Like, you know, you're just, you're waiting for it to happen and you know, for them to, to make the discovery, like for example, in regards to, uh, what my argument last night about a a storyline idea that we had, that we're not going to talk about on, on air, uh, for wrestling that, um, you know, obviously, uh, we both had our points in, in, in it, but this is exactly what I'm talking about. When the audience knows something that the other characters don't, and waiting for them to happen is going to add that little that that extra. Like I got it. Like you know, I'm not missing it. it, it like like the old school, the old school, not missing it. Like you remember, like when. You missed an episode of your favorite TV show, and if you missed it, 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 it forgot to tape it. It was gone forever. It yeah. was gone forever. <laughs> it was gone forever, and that's how I feel about Daredevil. Like, there's, it's literally the first one I read every time. Like, it doesn't matter what else I have in my in my pile. Daredevil's there, first one.
1: Yep. Hmm. Yeah, no, we end it. For, we got uh we got Wilson Fisk. We got Wesley, and we've got a uh, doctor. What was his name?
0: I'm
1: looking
0: for uh, right it right now. Not in the mood, doctor. Write the doctor's name down. Freaking a.
1: Keep talking. I'll look for it. I had to hear a second. Doctor Rajput. Yep, Doctor Rajput. Thank you. Oh, there it is. But yeah, no, they're they're walking in what appears to be a sub basement of Ravenscroft, <laughs> in an underground, secret underground facility, and you know. The mayor, Mayor Wilson Fisk, is talking about how this doctor owes him, you know, and and you know, the doctor just responds, you know, we're we're already begun our work, and we go through this door in the sub basement, and we see this man uh, hanging up here, and turns out it's Bullseye, and they're talking about is he still in he- good health, and he's like, you know, mentally he's good, but the yeah, the Battle of Hell's Kitchen threw him off his game. But they're talking about how you know Wilson's talking about how finally, finally, he's given him. A, you know, this will give him a bullseye that he can control. Mm. And you know, Wilson Fisk with the power, of you know, utilizing bullseye, and you know, depending on the amount of influence he has, if he's got full influence over bullseye, there, you know, that's horrible for everybody involved.
0: A hundred percent, and it's and it's the, it's a it's an an odd continuation of the control he just lost over Mary. No, but not that Mary really needed to be controlled in the first place because now like he's got it in the palm of the hand in terms of like she knows that that he you know is he cares for her and that's such a such an odd thing. But then we've got Bullseye here who needs to be manipulated. He's definitely expendable, but he's you definitely want him on your side. Yeah, I'm loving this splash page. You always got to
1: love a man that doesn't miss. Correct. <laughs> but yeah, now we end up ending it. We go back to the fight with a. Uh in the yard with Daredevil and you know he's finishing off the last couple of guys and he ends up getting shanked. Ooh. You know he punches one guy and at the same time the guy is, you know sticks in you know a shank in his ribs. Oh. And the whole thing ends, you know we end with everybody lying, you know everybody knocked out, Daredevil lying in the middle of him And then all he hears is the warden on the phone looking down at him. You know, and he, he's so self-assured of himself saying it's done Daredevil's dead
0: I love those dumbass characters like that like uh, motherfucker you need to go down there and check his fucking pulse cause this, is, this isn't some regular dude that just got shanked here and you just told the kingpin that Daredevil's dead you cannot be wrong when you tell the kingpin anything yep. no exaggerations don't tell him that you're almost done no you either failed or you didn't this guy just failed yeah, because no matter what, you know, Daredevil loses and come back, and you always, you know, you always make sure they're gone. I know, and it's—I know it's a nice—the next issue is a nice round number, number thirty. Like, they're not killing Daredevil in issue thirty. <laughs> no. no, he's got to be a, issue,
1: maybe issue fifty.
0: It's got to be a fifty, a twenty-five, or a seventy-five. And like, thanks to like the early '90s, those numbers are just input like a hundred percent because you know, X-Men number twenty-five, Wolverine loses adamantium. Wolverine number seventy-five. Uh, you know he he comes back. You know they discover the claws or or, or bone. Uh, bone. Superman number twenty five, death of Superman. <laughs> but
1: fifty comics. Unless
0: your name's Ben, you're now You're gonna be fine, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it, it just such a killer. It, like I, I love the fact that they're hard to find. Even the graphic novels are hard to find. So you know, do your best to find them because they're worth it. I would highly recommend just get the gra- the the graphic novels, not. From a collector's point of view, but just from a uh, uh, just from a uh, practical point of view, you're gonna reread these comics over and over and over. You might as well have it in a graphic novel that you're not gonna get too pissed off if it gets dinged up. Yep, hmm. exactly. That's all I got for that one, man. Like I, 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 I would say a solid nine and a half out of ten. Oh yeah, no, that was great. Freaking like I said, uh, the the world
1: building, uh, Chip Zdarsky's doing is freaking epic. Like, you, you rarely get, you know, that many different levels of people in one story. And he pulls it off masterfully.
0: He makes it look easy. Well. Nope. Let me do a quick couple burner ones here, man. Just, uh, like, some runner-ups from this week. Uh, Wolverine number 11. We're going after some vampires. But, obviously, most people get pissed off when you're X-Men and vampires. It usually starts out, like, promising and always, like, just falls flat on its face. I hope this is just a quick, like, one and done because right now Omega Red is helping out, you know, Dracula. But it's Omega Red. Like, that's what completely pulled me in on this. And you don't know who, what side he's working on. Uh, you know who he's blatantly helping. But I'm kind of torn whether or not if they're going to keep Omega Red, like, you know, full on heel or are they are going to go tweener and he's going to do something noble, which I really hope not. Uh... Or uh, you know, just go about the pace of this dumbass vampire story. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all right, we got vampires, uh, Mighty Morphin number six. This was a fun ass comic man. This is this was it's from Boom, and their stuff is right up there with uh, from what I've read. I mean, I'm not as like a huge boom addict the way I'm like we are with like I, anything like that. Stokes are uh, fancy on IDW; everything's done perfect. But we could see like a lot of fun things. We could see young Zordon uh, on his on his home planet. You get to learn some things about how his uh, how his race functions. The the Power Rangers in place right now on um, just this is just Mighty Morphin. That not all of them are people you recognize like Tommy's obviously. You know the the uh, the White Ranger. Kimberly is still the Pink Ranger. Billy's still there. Aisha's there as yellow. Um, Billy's there as blue. Um, we've got one of the characters from Zordon's homeworld who is on the on the planet just to st- stake the stake the place out because Earth is almost ready for introduction to their race. Like kind of like the the Prime Directive in, in Star Trek, where they have to be the the society has to be ready for them to know about you know interstellar travel that sort of thing uh and that's what's happening here it's just a lot of fun with with boom we are not ready for that no (laughs) not in the least bit and sweet tooth man
1: we might be able to go like two or three states over
0: (laughs) like if they landed if they landed in colorado and they're like is the rest of the world like this uh yeah but don't 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 go looking (laughs) just
1: stay here yeah take you to the dispensary you'll be all fine it'll be all right
0: Uh beta rebuilds from a couple weeks ago. Um he's lost his you know, his his hammer was destroyed. He can't change back into his, his normal form, which really sucks because he is you know, they're deflecting a, a symbiote uh symbiote fing feng foom and he's doing his best to win, and of course throw shows up, saves the day uh completely emasculates him and we've got lady sif here at the party ready to get down and dirty with him and she's like waiting for him to turn back into his original stasis so she can uh you know do the deed and he's like i can't do it And she's like i'm sorry and it just <laughs> it's, it's kind of a he's got a lot of uh got a lot of chips on her shoulder here so i hope it works out the artwork was decent uh Man lady sif you just put a bag over his head <laughs> mm. Just close your eyes. <laughs> I'll be all right.
1: It'll be all right. And He's hung, he's hung like a horse. <laughs> he has to be. He has to be. I, uh, I, I, is God really uh, it really is god's little joke. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, he's he's as asgardian. I would go ahead and assume that all Asgardians is just the standard part of their DNA it can be just packing.
1: <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, I've never dated an Asgardian.
0: I forgot to. We were going to talk about Shang Chi the trailer, man. Like, what was your favorite parts about that? I just really enjoy the whole concept
1: of you know, and the MCU, like deviating a little bit and going into like it's it's similar yet it's different because it's you know it's a martial arts themed movie, but yet at the same time it's it's Shang Chi who you know is like a third fourth tier hero, but at the same time you know. They had such success with like Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man, you know. Those were movies that, like, you know, fifteen years ago, you said, "Oh, we're gonna make these movies." You're like, "Come on, no way!" Yeah, I I remember openly mocking the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but like, come on, really? Oh, like, I this was. Is, this is who we're gonna throw it. This is what we're gonna you're gonna give us. And I remember, I remember, I went in there with such low expectations that I freaking loved it more because of it it was so good, despite my, you know, my preconceived notions.
0: I want to talk about that. Like uh, it, the, we we talked about it a couple times on the phone just in the past couple weeks. But I brought up, mm-hmm. uh, I posted online that I watched uh, Terminator: Dark Fate and that I, I, I really enjoyed it. And everyone was like, "Man, fuck you!" Like, no way! Like, you know, just completely writing it off. And one guy was like, "You know, okay, why?" And I was like, "Man, I, I when I when I started watching it, magically." The uh, and this is what we part of the what we call walking through minefields. Like uh, for whatever reason, I was cleaning up, needed to put some kind of thrower off, and popped up on Hulu. I said, "Okay, fine, screw it, I'll watch it." And it was this background noise, and the, somehow magically, my hatred of anything past Judgment Day just erased. I had already had zero expectations for it, so I had a complete blank slate, and I thoroughly enjoyed the comic, the the movie, because exactly what you just said, all expectation was removed. And you you really got to enjoy something like real meat and potatoes without having even if you were excited for it like it still is going to in some way hinder it. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I mean, I remember like I didn't.
1: I, I think the first time I saw Rocket Raccoon was one of the Marvel versus Capcom games, and freaking I thought Marvel. I thought Rocket Raccoon was a Capcom character. Oh yeah. Never heard. I'd never heard of him as a comic character previously.
0: No, perfect and,
1: sense. And, and then you know he only you know, shows up in the uh, in the movie portrayed by Bradley Cooper. And I was like, okay, I, you know, awesome. You know, those I was never. I I think we've talked about it off screen, but I've never I've never been an like a intergalactic fan. Like I'll I'll, I'll enjoy them here and there, but I'd, I've never searched out for like a Guardians of the Galaxy comic or a Green Lantern comic. Like I I like Star Wars and Star Trek if they're on. Mm-hmm. But I've never, I never go out of my way to watch them. You know, it's just not, it's just not my bag, just not my thing. You know, nothing wrong with it. If that's your thing, that's your thing. More power to you. Glad you, glad you found something you like. Just right. for me. But like freaking, you know, like I said, I just went in there because it was a Marvel movie, and I was at least well to give it a shot and see, you know, see what happened and see where it, you know, fell into play with everything else. And you know, it's probably one of my top 5 if not to, or top 10 top 5
0: marvel movies that have ever come out even my dad rewatches it my dad never rewatches movies unless it's selena or the fifth element or mash ad nauseum
1: <laughs>
0: nice e- even if it's like the like like shawshank redemption type quality like you know when shawshank's on even if it's the last mm. 5 minutes you still watch it yeah same same thing with guardians he freaking loves it even even the second one he liked it i mean kurt russell was awesome but that it's yeah. it's nice having that sort of enjoyment, man, and I I, I hope that me hammering at home with Terminator Dark Fate that if inspires some pe- all our listeners to, to learn how to and, and figure out how to like turn that turn that muscle off of the, the either the extreme anticipation or you're just going wanting to wanting to be disappointed or expecting mm-hmm. to be disappointed and you could really ruin something that you could really enjoy. I mean, if, I'm not gonna like I'm not. Quoting everything on on dark fate, but it sure as hell is something I'm, I I'm glad it happened, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, well that's the thing, man. You freaking you know you go in there with expectations, either you're gonna make it worse, or you're gonna make it better. You no, know, it's and it, it, you might not you might hate it just because you went in there like oh, screw this, you know this isn't this isn't my thing. Like, right. Like my wife makes me watch some stuff that I would never watch on my own, and freaking I end up enjoying it. Right. You know? just, nothing wrong with it, just freaking. You know, it's just, just not something I would go out of my way to watch on my own. Like, I'd freaking, you know, rewatch episodes of freaking Batman animated series or whatever.
0: Yeah. You find yourself going down the same rabbit hole.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And sometimes you gotta. Some, I mean, sometimes some of the best stuff you're going to find is stuff that, like, you weren't even expecting to like.
0: You know? Well, let's go into Shang-Chi, man, because I really enjoyed it, man. Uh, the only thing I did enjoy about it was reading an article about how he's the uh, the first Asian Marvel superhero and then like they just showed a picture of like Wong and it just said sad Wong noises. <laughs> like, Aww. Uh, poor Wong I Wong love was Wong Wong was bad. Yeah.
1: Doctor Strange was another one dude probably easily top five freaking Marvel movies. Love that movie. I thought it was great. And it adds an, it adds an entire different section of the Marvel universe
0: in there. And that movie was a solid like 80% backstory before anything really happened. Yeah. Never thought about it that way until we were just talking about it. Like, wait a minute. I really liked it up until the action started. And I was like, the action was good. But watching the buildup, you know, uh, I'm a big Tilda Swinton fan, man. I absolutely love that woman. I fell in love with her in Constantine.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Yeah, I remember she was Gabriel. Was she? Huh.
1: I guess you're right.
0: Yep, that was her playing, uh, making old deals, shady deals with the devil. Nice.
1: I'm a real big cape fan myself.
0: <laughs> For real, the
1: cape, the cape was awesome. I loved him when he freaking did the uh, when he was in Aladdin as a carpet. <laughs> Amazing. It's just the just the range of the car- of, you know the range he's able to pull out is always awesome.
0: It was a, it was a solid character, man, and it, it picked him. Uh, the way the way they built up to it, man. Like the the one thing no one could ever master. And he, just, he just saved. Me. Oh, I pick I picked him. I haven't met him yet. so screw it. But you know the he's got he's got it, it added to the storyline in terms of like um, seeing how much of a piece of crap he was. Like just such mm-hmm. a cocky asshole. But it still picked him. And he was still he still learned all the, the how to you know be a, a sorcerer and eventually be the master.
1: Yeah. I'm still I'm still sitting there waiting for you know, part two to come out. Hopefully, it'll be just as good, if not better.
0: I'm I'm hoping that it's going to pan into the multiverse, man. I really hope that they're... because I think they learned a lesson with how good uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse was as an animated film. And then, yeah, why not justify everyone's love of all the other Parkers? Like I, my personal favorite was Andrew Garfield. Most people think I'm an idiot for that. Some some people like Toby, but hey, it's gonna justify everybody. He, all of them's here.
1: Oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens when it happens. If it happens, man, freaking. Like if if you're gonna go into the multiverse, there's so much. There's so much you could get away with, but it'll be interesting to see how they can, if they can make it work for everything. You got you know. We've got the Spider Verse, we've got the the X Men universe, you know, all the all the stuff that happened at Fox, you know, will that be canon? Will the Fantastic Four be canon? You know, we're gonna get that stuff eventually, but are they going to play into you know, the last twenty years of films? Or are they just gonna you know, they say screw it and just rewrite it the way they they see fit?
0: They gotta be careful because they one thing they gotta remember is that they're Marvel and d c owns the the copyright on kick ass multiverse everything mm-hmm. and they gotta be careful not to screw it up or just copy everything d- DC did or just follow the formula because you can get really lost in multiverse stuff like time travel stories like where, where are we right now um like you get what I'm saying how get too convoluted <laughs> oh
1: yeah no, and that's the thing you gotta you know like we always talk about talking about wrestling and whatnot you gotta dumb it down to the. You know, dumb it down so everybody knows which story you're trying to tell. Agree. Yeah, you, know, you you can have all the you know, layer upon layer upon layer upon layer, and if you could be writing, you know, Emmy-nominated stuff, but if freaking people in the front row don't understand it, you're screwed.
0: For example, not understanding. I need more clarity on through Shang Chi. Okay, so the Mandarin is his dad. Yeah. Mandarin is his dad. They had to rename him, uh, I think for copyright issues for one of those type things, um, from the comics. But I, I don't mind it at all. I mean, we I was really disappointed that they didn't actually ever show a Mandarin uh in, mm-hmm. in Iron Man Three. Like there, there should have been something about it, but at least the you know the order of the Ten Rings exists and we've got a legit like Mandarin and Mr yeah. shang Chi he's like what wrapping up his like little excursion before Daddy decides like hey it's time for you to be like who you're supposed to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I actually, I actually loved. I was one of the few guys that loved the twist of, oh, hey, I'm just an actor. I thought that was great. You know, it just
0: added a little bit of real world to it that I thought, I thought really worked out well. I, I yeah. just like it's Ben. King, it was Ben Kingsley, right? Yep. Yeah, I just liked. It. He he was he was a lot of fun. Uh, how come? How front,
1: come he's not? Always, you know, it, it, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw it out there, oh, hey, I'm just an actor. Then like, you can't just throw that out there and then there not be a Mandarin. Correct. It has to be a Mandarin. Hundred percent. Like you, you can't just you can't just pull a bait and switch and not eventually give the audience you know what they paid to see.
0: Or the nerds like us like demanding it. <laughs> yeah. And that
1: that's I mean that's the thing, dude. Snyder cut proved if you if you whine loud enough, long enough, you'll get what you want.
0: I hope so, man, Uh, because that was one of the few times where, like, you know, you see all these canceled, you know, uh, culture bullshit where, you know, sign this petition to get these people canceled. This was the complete opposite, like, sign this petition to make something wonderful happen, and it shows, hopefully, some of those studio execs, like, oh, maybe we should leave these artists alone, (laughs) like, give them minimal notes, and then just Snyder really knocked it out of the park. Granted, I don't think anyone would have paid, like, that much money to go sit in the
1: Sit in a theater for four hours. No, but that's that's the that's the thing. This couldn't have. I don't feel like it could have come any other way. No, like it it had to be this. The, the it had to be fan demanded. It had to be like it built up. It it made it legendary before it ever came out. You know, release the Snyder cut. That was such a thing for so. I I thought it was a I thought it was a joke. I did too. I I never thought we'd actually quote unquote see the Snyder cut. Never thought it'd happen. That was a okay, good. I thought, it, I thought it was just an you know, you know, quote unquote, a bunch of nerds trying to get their way. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I never thought we'd see a finished Snyder cut product. And yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't even mind the, you know, Justice League movie wasn't as great as it could have been. I still think freaking. I, I'm still much prefer a, a more serious version of the Flash. But like, legitimately, freaking Snyder cut was great. You know, introduce Martian Manhunter. He's beautiful, freaking, yeah, added in all these extra layers. You know, we actually saw Dark Side. We saw the sod, We saw our Granny Goodness. You know, freaking. We got it. You know, we got so much out of it. So much. I mean, granted, like I said, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't. Same thing. I wouldn't have paid for. You know, to go to the movies for four hours of my life. I'd have bought it on DVD, and then freaking watched it after my wife went to bed. <laughs> right. Basically same thing I did, but only I had HBO Max. Hey, I got the password. I'll give it to you again. Oh, I, we we uh, my wife got it actually. Oh, right on. All, all gravy. But yeah, no, I freaking uh, you know, it was cool. I loved it. Freaking, I thought it was great. Thought it, I thought it, you know, fixed a lot of plot holes. Thought it, you know, added a lot to it. You know, but you know, we'll see what happens. You know, we got you know they added that little extra in with Jared was Joker. And I mean, that's the thing is it showed kind of you know that the fans have a voice, and if the fans again sit, you know go hard and loud enough long enough, you know we could get you know the fans could get what they want. So it's interesting to see that the people have you know still have power in the modern day.:
0: I'm hoping they bring the hand in this. I think this is the best way to introduce the hand. And from what I understand, in within the episode, one episode of uh Falcon and Winter Soldier, they introduced madripoor in a kind of a half ha- haphazard way. So we're getting closer to mm-hmm. X Men, madripoor is 100% Wolverine. Yep, uh, also you know, eventually, you know, um, also hand at Daredevil, that sort of thing, but we need to introduce mm-hmm. the hand, uh, you know. They're, they're freaking demon worshipping ninja assassins. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it was just like a story of them just being a bunch of assholes, I'd still buy that comic book, man. I'd want to see that, and I want to see that happen in Shang Chi, man. Yeah,
1: I mean, Shang Chi is obviously the you know easiest way to do it. You know, depending, you know, I keep hearing rumors of Charlie Cox debuting in the Spider-Man movie as Peter Parker's lawyer or you know Miles Morales's lawyer. Actually my mom, my mom, but, you know. Peter Parker's lawyer, but like I would love to see, you know, them give Charlie Cox the opportunity to freaking continue to play Daredevil. The guy knocked it out of the park all three seasons.
0: hundred percent. Just like uh homeboy that played Constantine in the uh in the T V show.
1: Yeah, Matt Ryan's freaking Matt Ryan is Constantine at this point, you know. He owns it. Yeah. It's freaking it's you know Looks apart, freaking acts apart, freaking, you know, able to carry it over from Constantine to the series to Legends of Tomorrow, freaking, you know, the guy is Constantine for the modern era, and that's freaking excellent. Couldn't pick a better guy to do it.
0: I'm excited that Shane chi isn't actually just going to be an actual movie, and I don't have to invest X amount of time to watch all the WandaVisions and Falcon, Winter Soldier, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. you... No, we got to
1: get ready for Loki, I think. he's oh. next up
0: that that i can't wait for loki it, there's there's a few hints that was going on in that like loki for governor and that sort of thing we actually have the or the, the the comics that those are based on there's some specific stills from the the uh trailer that are from like covers and page you know actual artwork where exactly you know recreates it and then we've got we've got those signed by actual local uh local guy i think i mentioned it in a previous episode uh here in Colorado Springs, that uh, Mr. Langdon Foss did that, did that, and I'm proud of it showing up like that because that's his work, man. It was very, very exciting to see that. Awesome.
1: <clears throat> but let me bring—I want to bring somebody up real quick. Please. Again, uh, I was having a conversation with a friend from Texas the other day, and she was going off about how um, she she was going off about the Joker versus Loki, and she was going off about how the Joker is in everything. Right. And freaking, you know, she's like, you know, he's been in you know, X amount of movies since freaking, um, since 89, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, if you're counting just movies, I think he's been in six total since freaking 89. He's been in, um, let's see, I lost my headphones here. 89 Batman? 89 Batman. He was in, um, Dark Knight. Correct. He was in Suicide Squad. Right. I think he had legitimately one scene in Birds of Prey, like a flashback scene. Okay. Um, he was in Schneider Cut, which that's... may or may not be canon. Okay, that's five. And I, I want to say there was one more, but I'm not... Oh, and Joker, obviously. Joker, you so that's six. Yep. That's six. And I countered that, like, Loki's been in as many movies, if not more... Since like 2008. 100%. And it's like, and she was like, okay, maybe you're right. And I was like, you know, it's, if you're having in video games, (laughs) you are totally correct. Because they they freaking forced him into every Arkham game they could.
0: 100%. Or just the cartoons? Like, he's, Joker was always coming back in the cartoons.
1: Yeah, the cartoons, movie, you know, the cartoon movies, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's all over the place. But if you're talking strictly movies, we're talking six Joker appearances in 25 years-ish.
0: Pretty sparse.
1: Yeah, so it's not really nearly as bad. Like I said, Loki was in uh, all three Thor movies, at least three of the Avengers movies. Correct. And and, um, he's getting his own TV show. And I want to say there was one more, one or more of the Marvel movies he was in
0: pretty heavily. I liked him best in Ragnarok. Yeah,
1: Ragnarok was good. Freaking definitely better than Dark World.
0: 100%. It was, uh, I think Ragnarok is my favorite out of the Marvel movies.
1: Ragnarok's pretty solid. I'm always, you know, Civil War was solid, just had everybody in it. Plus, it introduced Spider-Man. My favorite. Yeah. Um, Freaking, I'd probably say... uh, Either that one or Winter Soldier was my favorite. Winter Soldier was just awesome. Plus, you had the introduction of Falcon, introduction of Winter Soldier. Freaking pretty solid.
0: When it comes to Shang-Chi, though, just to rewind here, the one thing I'm really hoping they do... Is making an actual goddamn kickass kung fu movie, whether or not they're doing an old school Bruce Lee style or new school like the you know Crouching Tiger type type thing, or even uh, I honestly I'd prefer more of a uh, Jackie Chan you know Rumble in the Bronx type thing. But if they, I want I want this to be a legit kung fu movie. Just let's oh, have some be, fun.
1: Yeah, throw something out there. Throw something out there new and different. I am all I am all about that because freaking it's you know Marvel like, the closest thing you'd probably have seen so far is what Ironfished.
0: I actually never watched it. I got like ten minutes into it and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> <I was done.
1: laughs> gotcha. But yeah, I, I you know, as far as like the lore and whatnot, it's literally probably the closest thing, but even that's not much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, Marvel of nothing else is pretty, like there's only been like one or two Marvel movies I've been like, uh mm-hmm. at, out of like twenty, twenty two? So I mean, they've definitely they've definitely built up that you know that that grace and that willingness to give them a chance on pretty much every any kind of movie they want to throw out there. You know, unless it unless it is like a new level of hot
0: garbage, you know, it's going to at least be watchable. I want it to be a kung fu movie, like where like the boys can get together and watch like a like a man movie. You know what I'm saying? that'd be cool yeah like like we're gonna watch a kung fu movie like and it's gonna be kick-ass and we're gonna we're gonna just turn completely turn our minds off because we want to see a bunch of asian dudes kick the shit out of everybody i want i want to see nunchucks i want to see size i want i want to see everything just just go full bore full bore all the gore
1: that'd be great dude i'd be like i said I'm, i'm definitely down for it i think it'll be fun you know, and like I said, dude, they freaking—they've gone out of their way to make freaking turn these, you know, like I said, C-level, D-level characters into household names. You know, freaking—you know—they started that out because they didn't have anybody else. Because Fox owned, Fox owned X-Men, Fox owned Fantastic Four, Sony owned Spider-Man. Right. They all you know, they—they were basically going you know, Avengers were B, B-list guys at best, you know, with the exception of Cap America. And freaking, he wasn't even. You know, they started out with Iron Man. You know, or, you know, then they freaking transitioned to Hulk and Thor and Cap and all that, but they they built these guys up to where they're you know easily A-listers now.
0: One hundred percent.
1: You know, freaking, and they've been, they've got you know next generation guys coming in like Scarlet Witch and Vision and Falcon and all that. You know, they they've built up you know they built up a huge freaking thing over the last you know fifteen years and freaking you know here's to them doing it
0: again. Here's to the the balls of Jon Favreau back in 2007. Like, wait, Favreau's doing this? All right, I, I'll, I I love Swingers. I loved him in The Replacements. Honestly, that's what I really loved him for. Like after The Replacements, oh, yeah. he, he could have done no wrong, absolute no wrong. And then you, the rumor is that he's pretty much about to helm the next wave of of Star Wars. Is he's absolutely oh, absolutely proved himself. And another rumor is that HBO is going, like, toe-to-toe right now with with um, uh, Warner Brothers being like, no, we, we, we want more Snyder. Like, these are the numbers. <laughs> these are the numbers. Give us what we want. The fans want it. Um, right now I read another article that Robert Pattinson is so pissed off about the Snyder Cut because it just completely, just any anticipation... Of him being Batman just got completely flushed down the toilet. I don't give a shit about Robert Pattinson, let alone him being. Yeah, I, I never did, dude. I
1: was not going to watch it anyway. I just, I just can't see it. Nope. I just don't. I just don't see him being Batman. Like freaking, I'm t- dude. I loved Affleck. He was great.
0: You he... know, freaking. He was, loved him. You no, know, he. He's no Michael Keaton, but he's I. Right. Agreed. But uh, one of the things is I don't see I don't see uh, uh, Ben Affleck picking up the cape and cowl just because it's cool to be Batman. Like, he really threw himself into the character. I mean, like, really, 100%, and it absolutely shows. I don't see Robert Pattinson being that way. I see him being like that, like, you know, I'm sorry to say I'm closed minded about it, that dumbass kid from, uh, you know, Twilight that just happened to get lucky to to be the Bat. And I don't see him caring. I I just see him wanting a paycheck and being able to say he was Batman, and everyone's going to hate his ass. Yeah, I mean, he might, dude. He might do a great job. He might not. You know, it is.
1: You know, it's literally the same thing we were just talking about about. You know, going in there with an open mind and just giving things a chance. 100%. He might be great at it. You know, but it, you know, he might not.
0: But we should start doing that as uh, well, since things are opening up now, like just do minefield field trips, man. Like this is us, uh, turn. <laughs> this is us turning our brain off right before we go into saying, chi. This is us getting drunk and shit to turn our brains off to go see Batman. <laughs> this is us ordering our Uber because we're responsible people. Hmm.
1: Hmm. This is true.
0: Yeah. Like, I'll tell this, my girlfriend... This is Josh
1: hitting on our Uber driver.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, folks. My girlfriend knows I'll be home safe and, and, uh, Morales' wife knows we'll be, we, we got, we we planned it with him. We already showed him that we ordered the Uber. We're, we're good. <laughs>
1: This is this, this is when the Uber driver reveals himself to really be Colin the whole time.
0: <laughs> this is Morales and Josh starting to fight like a couple assholes halfway through Batman. This is us making a hasty getaway <laughs> <laughs> in the Colin mobile. In the Colin mobile, straight into Chili's to get into another fight. That's gotta happen one day. It's getting built up too much, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta...
1: <laughs> the margaritas will flow,
0: and it'd be their fault too. We gotta serve.
1: <laughs> exactly. Give me some flash, the worst man. idea, not the worst idea.
0: 100. Give us some flash, though, man, because uh, this was such a kick-ass issue.
1: Oh, uh, this was good, man. Kind of going off on time travel, like we were just talking about. You know how it gets a little bit of skew. So, last issue, Flash, um, Wally disappeared. Um, flash, Mister Terrific, and Green Arrow are looking for him. They found him in prehistoric times. It's human. With they uh, and he was inhabited by the body in, in in the body of a speedster caveman basically. And he uh he was getting chased by a raptor, and apparently somehow he had bestowed the raptor super speed as well. That was awesome. That was, awesome. That was yeah. so
0: fucking cool. The last time I popped that hard for something like that was when uh, Wolverine was making his way through the badlands, getting chased by a Venom symbiote fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, I remember that freaking a. <laughs>
1: Good old Logan. But yeah, they're trying to find him. And it turns out now, he, uh, once they got through that part, he um, moved into the future, Wally did. And he's now inhabiting the body of Impulse, uh, Bart Allen, who's Barry Allen's grandson. Either grandson or great-grandson. It's one or the other. But there's this monster called a, a Dominator that has grown huge. And you know the, he, the Dominator's trying to get to, to Bart to impulse and the gold beetle saves them and they end up falling off this building into her ship and she's got a machine that's uh, called beats her robot companion and through the through conversation because they're uh, green arrow and flash and mr. terrific were able to find Barry through the speed force and are able to talk to communicate with him, via some objects being uh, some via communication with the uh I believe something they have in the in the speed lab, and um, Gold Beetle is actually able to uh, get on the frequency, and she's able to hear them as well, and she finds out that Wally's inher inhabited the body of freaking Barry, of Bart, and she freaks out because she knows like her and Wally are friends in his real in this current timeline, and she. Uh, Wally's actually her captain. And she keeps trying to tell him stuff that they've done, while Beats is over here trying to tell him, you know, you, know, you gotta, you can't do that, where, you know, he's out of time. These are, these are the time rules, and they're here for a reason. If you tell him this stuff, it won't happen, and you're screwed. And she's like, oh, oh, because she's just, she's just a blabbermouth. Which is really, she's really a, like, I don't, I haven't seen too much of her, but she's really a fun character.
0: She's a little kid, man. She's, when she, like, popped at him, like, she's like, you're tired? <laughs> yeah.
1: And it turns out, that like, when he got, when, um, when Wally possessed Bart's body, he shot off this, uh, this energy, the this Speed Force energy, and that's what turned the Dominator huge. So apparently every time they, they transport to another body, there's energy that comes off that will affect nearby creatures but it it does it in different ways because like the raptor got super fast while well, the dominator became huge so they find out that the um they need to siphon this power uh, this power out of these other these other creatures because if they don't they're going to explode and they'll destroy cities so Barry decide, they decide they find out that uh they figure out that um, inertia once used an object on the flash that would si- similar to siphoning off the speed force power. Mm-hmm. So they go into, they, they, um, they have a speed lab inside the flash museum and they find that and they put it in a time capsule for, um, for Wally to find in the future. Baller. The, the, the whole joke is that they hide it in plain sight, but they hide it behind a, um, a place that you can get uh, where you can get pictures taken in the flash museum. So to get, you know, to to so to get to this time capsule, um they end up all three of them having to take a picture. And they, you know, they all say it's just a picture of them of you know, we got Green Arrow, we got Mister Terrific and the Flash dressed in normal clothes all having to say flash and the picture says flashes Through Time. And Green Arrow is just like, god, that's embarrassing. <laughs> And Barry just turns around. Yep, and that's why that's my Christmas card this year.
0: And the uh, the power of flash photography will charge it enough for the homeboy in the future.
1: <laughs> oh, pun is fully intended. <laughs> Here on minefields where the pun is always intended.
0: hundred percent. I, I I've been working on that all week, man. Nice. I
1: like it. So they end up going. You no, know, they end up going to the Flash Museum in the future. Uh, Impulse and Green Beetle or Gold Beetle pardon me. and you know there's so there's a uh, super speedster security in there so they just said that so green uh, Gold Beetle just decides to bust through the roof so you know Wally as Bart runs in there and grabs the time capsule while um, while Gold Beetle basically flashes the lights of her ship in front of all the other, all the other speedster guards and blinds them. And they're able to use it to siphon off the power of, or the size of the Dominator and make them, make them normal sized again. But the kicker on this story is that they, um, while they're doing this, um, everybody in our time, you know, Mr. Terrific, you know, Flash, Green Arrow, they all realize that um, Wally's body's gone. Oh, so he's so basically you know, they're they're they, th- they theorize that his body that they, they just left his suit when he when he transferred to the other body. So he, he no longer has a body. So he's basically a ghost. So they're not sure how they're not sure what they're going to do. Mr. Terrific is talking about how they want they can make him into like an android, like put his soul basically into an Android body. Right and he's like no i can't i'm not being an i'm not becoming an android no way you know my wife is going to kill me when she finds out
0: looking so through this they're
1: trying they're trying to figure out that while um freaking you know they beat the dominator and then once they do this cuz the whole thing is basically they um the speed force is using Wally to fight these threats while the speed force heals itself because somehow the speed force got hurt. And we're not really sure what caused the speed force to get hurt in the first place. So as they do this, um, uh, Wally can feel himself leaving and going into another body again. Mm-hmm. And we end up, uh, Gold Beetle's hugging him, and then you know she realizes it's Bart again, and she's like, just give me a moment, I need this. And we go, to, and we find out that uh, Wally has gone into the past and the last scene we see is Jay Garrick and I believe it's either Omak or The Ray looking out a um, a hole and there's Adolf Hitler with the Spear of Destiny and surrounded by a group of Nazis.
0: They have the Spear of Destiny. And that they do. <laughs> and We get to that snowflake technology here where, yeah, there's no swastikas. Not that I want to see swastikas, but it's the Nazis. Give them the damn swastika. Like, don't... We're not children. (laughs) What, are they going to start editing it out of, like, history books and shit just because it's scary? Look, even the flag in the back doesn't even have the swastika. Yeah, no, it doesn't. In all honesty, I didn't even notice, so... Yep, they're taking it out.
1: Next issue, The Golden Age. (laughs) Dum-dum-dum.
0: And we've got the first appearance of Hitler. Everybody <laughs> rush to your stores to get it. It'll be... <laughs> It'll be... <laughs>
1: Wasn't the first appearance of Hitler Captain America number one? No, <laughs> I'm just joking,
0: man. <laughs> uh, oh, Hitler. Yeah,
1: I don't have that one, but maybe we'll find it on our journey.
0: I've, I've punched out Adolf Hitler over 89 times nice did you notice how when they switch times and it really made me happy in this is it when they go to the future the artwork is in colorization is a hundred percent different of what it looks like in our time that really
1: added to the story nice i did not notice that but i'll have to go back and look at the last couple of issues
0: yeah they, they did the, doing the same thing right now in uh last ronin where anytime like there's a time shift or, or a uh, they're talking about like, flashback flashback different art. Like, when they did the flashback to, like, when they first started, they went all the way back to the original art. Like, the original art style, you know, that real grainy, like, uh you know, almost pixelated type of art like they had the, the original Turtles comics and flashed so the, the, the nice, fancy new stuff, man. And it really added the story here. Like, like, you know, when you go to... uh The way it was so bright and hyper-colored when Marty gets to, you know, 2015 and then as opposed to the way it looked like in the 50s, it just added all this, like a whole different element to it that made me made it feel different whether you noticed it or not. Yeah. Man, All I Pulled was just, this was such a fun comic. I love I love the characters of, of, of uh, what's her name, the Blue Beetle? I'm uh, no, sorry, the oh, Gold blue, Beetle? Gold Beetle. Gold Beetle.
1: This you say is, blue, I say green. It's all good.
0: Right on. And yeah, we, <laughs> we're going to fight Hitler. That's <laughs> 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 so funny to me, man. I'm just glad you 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 were able to tell us who the hell is looking at him through this like porthole or something like we're looking Yeah, it's to.
1: definitely, definitely Jake Garrick Flash, and like I said it's either the Ray or Omak I'm not we, quite sure which of the two
0: and then we got that dude like uh to the uh to the right of the nose that looks exactly like the dude from Indiana Jones and the uh what my space not last Crusade temple, of doom. temple not temple of doom.
1: Crystal Skulls,
0: Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that guy.
1: That was a bad one. Crystal
0: Skulls was the best one. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I'm just kidding. Everyone, <laughs> everyone hates Crystal Skulls. That, that movie was awesome. I don't care what anyone says. You can you can bitch about it all you want. It was still another damn like <laughs> Indiana Jones movie. I even liked it, even though Shia LaBeouf was in it. Like, is the switchblade, Karen always like combing his hair back, kid from the 50s. I loved it. Nice. I'm gonna get roasted for it, but that's okay.
1: and yeah, it's all right. I still def. I, I still try to defend Suicide Squad every now and again. So that's I okay.
0: Need, I need to rewatch that. Like, cause I was last night when we were talking, I was going through my list on HBO Go of like the shit that needs to be on there. Is like what like fifteen DC animated features I haven't seen yet, and. Uh, Which is a huge mistake, by the way. And we say it. Oh yeah, you're
1: missing out horribly. Yeah,
0: like those the animated ones are the best. I mean, just to just go back to our point earlier, that DC can handle multiverse. Like when they remember when they started first the DC movies started coming out, and they asked them like, "Is this going to be?" Are the TV shows Arrow, Flash, that sort of thing, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, is this going to be canon? They're like, "No, not at all." But then when the 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 crossover event happened, it wasn't Flashpoint. It was um was it Flashpoint? No, it was something else that they did. Um, was crisis. 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 When they did Crisis, and they realized, oh, everything does matter because it's a multiverse. And I really even like, I really believe that the cartoons are part of the multiverse. It, it makes perfect sense. I'm 100% yeah. accepting of it. It's DC. They haven't let us down for the cartoons. Hell yeah. I don't know.
1: Hush, kind of. The end of Hush kind of bugged me, but eh.
0: Really, they didn't change anything.
1: Uh, it was Riddler. Oh, Riddler! Render Riddler, Riddler ended up being Hush. They changed everything.
0: Uh, okay, <laughs> then I then I have not finished seeing that because Hush. Oh, spoilers! Yeah, I would have been pissed. Now spoilers I am. Provided. Now I am pissed. <laughs> like you, like you, you. should be. No, I'm glad. You, I'm glad you. I'm glad you let, <laughs> you let me know that, man. It, like you, you get like when it comes to shit like that. Like if if you know it's gonna piss me off, go ahead and warn me. <laughs> Like, cause I'm gonna call you at like three in the morning, like all pissed off. Why the fuck didn't you warn me?
1: Then don't watch Harley and Batman. <laughs> okay. Now, oh, I almost stopped getting them after that one. That one was bad. Harley, and again, if you if you like the Harley Quinn cartoon, I think it's pretty
0: similar to that. Harley and Batman? What are you talking about?
1: No, they did a Harley and Batman. Oh,
0: the animated one. Yeah, the one I added on there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah, give it a
1: shot tell me what you think I, did, I didn't care for it you might like it who knows
0: especially after what we're talking who about with, their own exactly after all that talk earlier about shutting it off to actually enjoy something I better put my money where my mouth is
1: yeah now, now, you, now you're stuck now we want a full book report next week
0: <laughs> you know I'll go ahead and do it man it's worth it <laughs> I'll just I'll just. Uh, 500,
1: 500 words double spaced
0: I'll have to miss out right. on some wrestling uh, never mind that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't we, don't we don't we here do our best to never miss NXT Impact or Dynamite. Those are the nice fluctuating ones. There, man, it's the best we can do. Can't keep watching Raw, NXT. Oh,
1: yeah, I I haven't watched Raw in like two years. It's been like three years for me. Maybe, maybe maybe three. Oh, you need to find a Superman and the Elite on there. Freaking, that's one you need to watch. I'll find that later, dude. Freaking, uh, yeah, Manchester Black is phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah, Wait. if you can if you don't, I'll freaking let you borrow it. I've got the DVD. Freaking sick. It's probably. It's not even like I don't even think it constitutes like canon, but it's free. It's like pre DC animated universe, but it's so good. What was, What was it called again? Uh, Superman versus the Elite. We're not talking Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, nothing. That'd be amazing. <laughs> We're talking the real elite.
0: Nope, not on here.
1: Ah, you're, I'll freaking next time I see y'all, freaking. Let you borrow it. It's good shit. Awesome. So yeah, freaking... Uh, speaking of which, did you do Sweet Tooth yet?
0: Oh, Sweet Tooth. I have not. Okay, so Sweet Tooth is... Kind of, all right, so we've talked about this before. Uh, limited series. I was super bummed that it ended, but it ended on such a, a wonderful highlight here because this is... Of all like the you know, despair that we've gone through in the past year, just what people just feel in general, uh, this comic book was definitely... Aimed at a, a downward spiral, that something really bad was going to happen. I mean, these people are living underground. They blindly worship uh, an evil bastard that absolutely does not have their, you know, best I- interests in mind. And they're, they're being controlled like sheep. And they're, they're, you know, about to start the uprising. And they find out about the hybrids, and that the hybrids are actually one of them is actually a, a, a bomb, pretty much. That they, that once they get, once Sweet Tooth and the, the elephant dude uh, get to the vault door enter the, you know, the, you know, the, the above ground that a virus is going to go off and kill all the hybrids that or they assume are still running, running amok, but it ends with this really just wonderful tale of hope, like where, okay, so the, the virus didn't work, um, obviously, obviously spoilers, the the people are tired of being controlled and that they're opening the, the vault door and that's, that's where it ends off and it says, this is a story and it's just been waiting for me to find the ending, and to tell everyone else the story, too. And, like, he's holding the, the hand of a little girl It looks a little cheesy. And, are you ready? And I think so. And they take that first step. And it says, but maybe there aren't, there ain't no endings. Maybe there's just ever just beginnings. Only ever just beginnings. And I really, really enjoyed that. I'd like to believe that. I really would. And then just says the end. And it it got to the point where I, I wanted to see like you know, what was up there. But, you know, with the way it ends like this, it was just a perfect ending. Was, they're, they're going through, you know, into the light. And... There's hope to be had, and you know if you know Jeff Lemire decides to do something with it later on, I trust him to always do well with it because he never he's never let me down.
1: Yeah, I mean, would it ending like that? I feel like it has to. Like there has to be more to the story. I would
0: love for that man, but if if like, there... I
1: feel, I feel like you can't not. Hundred percent. But still, I, I... You can't just be like oh happy ending like freaking. There's got to be like more to the story from there. Like that's you know you did this epic thing and freaking. You know, you got this far, and then you'd be like, oh, and everything wouldn't happen. Nobody lives happily ever after. Right. There's got to be more turmoil and more trouble, especially if it's good, especially if he enjoyed writing it. You know, there's got to be more to it at some point, you know, even if it's the same thing, you know, another another six-issue series, and then at the end, everything works out. Cool.
0: Well, this was just special, and it was special in a way that if you were a huge X-Files fan that all of a sudden you found out that they're doing a limited run, uh, you know, the band's back together, they're not trying to milk too much out of you uh, money-wise, but you're getting, you, you're prepared for something really special. And with the X-Files, like when they did the seasons 10 and 11, I, I was absolutely disappointed. I actually didn't even finish uh, season 11. And I'm one of the biggest X-Files fans you'll ever meet. And I was worried about, that this sort of, that Sweet Tooth was going to have that same, you know, vibration where I'm like, oh my god, this is special, and then it, it you know, just completely lets us down. Not Just cultures at the end? Yeah, exactly. No, no, this one was wonderful, but you're right. You know, I demand it. I want to see what's on the damn surface now.
1: <laughs> you're yeah. right. It, you're, you're at a whole other level, you know, freaking. you made it out, now
0: what? Correct, right. he's got all these new friends that we only got to learn, and you know, barely, he we barely got to develop the characters, but what little they did it was just wonderful. And I'd like to see where they're where they're headed with these guys.
1: Yeah. I man, yeah, you have to. You you'd be ashamed to not. Freaking, it's like the turtles making it all the way to the surface. Freaking, out of the sewer, and then it just ends.
0: I'd <laughs> be pissed, man. I was I was thinking about turtles today when I was reading uh, Mighty Morphin because uh, mm-hmm. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was it came out right when i was at an age that ev- the all the new fads weren't i weren't i wasn't subscribing to all of them and mm-hmm. i secretly subscribed to this one it was a guilty pleasure my sister 100 percent, was all in like, all the toys nice. everything like that but yeah I, it, I didn't turn it off it was if it was on in the morning that sort of thing i was wondering if like that's what people think about my love or our love for the turtles man like uh there's just even as a thirty thirty eight 38 year old man I, I i find nothing about them childish they're just it's ingrained it's 100 percent. and i'm wondering if, if people look down at turtles the way i was looking down at, at, initially at this mighty Morphin comic like is this just a lark is this something that shouldn't be really enjoyed or even be printed no it was a lot of fun and
1: well i, I i'm of the belief at this point like at this point in life like you know what shames there to be had in liking what you like it's nice. Yeah.
0: It, it, it's nice. We fought for it. I remember talking about it a couple months ago with a, one of my friends uh, about like, you know, back in the day, you you, you was young. Like it, it was not cool to like start Star Wars or Star Trek or or comic books, and now it's like it's, comic, book,
1: comic books, wrestling, cartoons, yeah, you know, anime. I remember being like high school, like all the little anime kids would hang out together and freaking, oh, you know, they talk about it. But like, you know, if if you if you weren't in that group, you didn't talk about it nope like freaking and you know it, it's just you know it's as valid a form of entertainment as any
0: other agreed but i, you I know I, like, freaking you do like what you like don't be a dick agreed i'd like to think it was badasses like you and i that made it cool for all these assholes to really be open <laughs> out, out of the nerd closet like yeah you we
1: you didn't know my struggle
0: <laughs> i know, right
1: no, i know I'm not, I'm not even i'm not even gonna validate that one but no 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 strike no, freaking you know you did, you did, dude. I mean, you know, we had, you know, as far as wrestling nerds, we had the, you know, privilege of growing up, you know, being teenagers, during the Attitude Era where everybody loved it. You know, that was a thing. You know, if you were, if you were a wrestling fan in the late 90s, you freaking, you were among friends and family.
0: <laughs> 100%, man. You know, it,
1: it wasn't, it wasn't like being a fan in like, you know, 94, 95 where you didn't talk about it. Right. Because you, you didn't want to be the weird kid that liked wrestling.
0: No, you didn't want to be the no. weird kid that missed Monday Night Raw, because if you did you messed up bad. Mm-hmm. Everyone Freaking. was everyone was talking about that. Uh, everybody was
1: doing it, everyone was wearing the shirts, everyone was crotch topping, everyone was too sweeting. You know. It is, you know. It is what it is.
0: Now they can't even do that shop no more.
1: <sighs> we'll bring it back. <laughs> That's, good. That's gonna be our thing now. <laughs> Bringing
0: it back. Bringing it back.
1: It's dated. A, it's the official. It's the official minefields handshake now. we gonna crotch <laughs> top each other.
0: Hey, the young bucks stole stole too sweet. Why the hell not? I think they
1: sold the crotch chops for a while too. Of all honesty,
0: they did for a little bit.
1: So but yeah, this would be the official. It's the official minefields handshake now. It's gonna crotch
0: <laughs> it's top crazy. and shake hands. Is that right. weird? Not, not at, all. at all, but like not at all. you're not part of our club. Screw you! It's yeah. super exclusive. <laughs> once, once <laughs> now, you, now we know why. Once they find out it's, it's exclusive, that everyone's gonna want to join, and hey, you gotta know the secret handshake.
1: Yeah, you don't know the handshake.
0: Well, uh, let me not get a in a
1: handshake. Sexual <laughs> harassment. Yeah, I take it. It is
0: complete sexual harassment. I don't have to take it. it is <laughs> Yeah, but back in high school, it was just like I, I didn't. We didn't get in trouble it was, for it. It was how it was how we said hello. Exactly. <laughs> good day, sir. Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn, those were good days.
1: <laughs> I know I had hair back then. It was great.
0: What type of hair do you have? Do you have a mohawk? Did you have. A, did uh, you...
1: I forget. I'd I freaking. I'd just you know, wake up in the morning put some water in my hair. Freaking put some hair gel in. Walk out the door. Do
0: you have curly hair?
1: Hell no. Which is funny because my son has like the most gorgeous wavy hair, freaking just just short and straight.
0: You had a bull cut, didn't you?
1: No, f- screw you, dude. That was like <laughs> the eighties. <'80s. laughs>
0: I had a bull cut. That was my mom. That was my mom's fault.
1: That like, was my that mom's crazy. fault too. I, I didn't have any say in the matter. Once I did, I cut that stuff short.
0: A hundred percent. Oh god, yeah. that, that was bad. Or that, like it was mid nineties, but now you had to have it like parted down the middle and just drapes on the side.
1: Yeah. Mm. We call those the dark times.
0: <laughs> Jinko pants times. No fear shirts. I,
1: I, I wasn't even cool enough for Jinkos. I was rocking the flannel around the waist like five years after school.
0: That shit was awesome though.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember being a fan. I remember going to a WCW show the day Raven wrestled freaking uh, Goldberg for the United States title here in Colorado Springs the World Arena. I was one of five guys with the freaking Raven shirt on in the entire arena.
0: You guys were all friends immediately.
1: No, yeah, no. And my bu- my buddy with me was like, "Oh, Goldberg's gonna kill him." I was like, "Yeah, I know," but it's it's gonna be fun. <laughs> freaking uh, go, Gold- yeah. Freaking Goldberg beat freaking Raven for the U.S. belt, and Hogan beat Macho for the world title that night because I think Bret Hart had interfered. But damn it, I was there. <laughs>
0: It was a Monday
1: Night Raw or was it a pay-per-view? No, it was a freaking... It was a Monday Nitro. Oh, Nitro. Yeah, it, I'm spacing. It was, the, it was the day after Spring Stampede 98, which was in Denver. I didn't get tickets
0: to that. Man, that was like the ultimate thing to get to go to one of those things. Yeah. I never thought it would Raven,
1: Raven beat DDP for the U.S. belt and Macho beat Sting, I believe, for the world title. And both belts she got freed and switched out twenty four hours later.
0: Man, fuck Goldberg. I hate that guy.
1: <laughs> Dude, I I know I was never I never it was I was just never a fan. Like I never I never bought the hype. He was
0: a Bush league Stone Cold. He didn't even drink beer. That's true. He didn't drink you know he still gets mistaken for Stone Cold in airports? That's hilarious. Yeah, there was a he did a podcast with Stone Cold where he made the mistake of letting like of them recording while they were drinking. And Stone Cold was just like annoying the living shit out of him because they went to his garage and uh, every time he showed him a car, I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful car, brother. Would you take $1,000 for it? He's like, dude, you got to quit asking me that you're starting to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> and just that's like, funny. he still had a little bit of chip in his shoulder. Yeah, people still think I'm you at, at, at airports. Like, they just, like, it's like I didn't even exist. Like, yeah, I, I know, fuck you. you. Stone Cold or everything else crap. <laughs>
1: Stone, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, dude! Freaking, there's a reason he's still the man. Freaking, twenty, thirty years later. Same with The
0: Rock. Absolutely the man. Good times. Good times. If you could hang out with any three wrestlers, alive or dead, and like you know, have a couple of drinks or a shitload of drinks, and hear some uh, road stories and you know, match stories, who'd you who'd you sit who would you sit down with?
1: Eddie Guerrero is my personal all-time favorite. Freaking Eddie Guerrero would be awesome. Um, Dusty Rhodes, so I could pick his brain. And Mr. Ebony Tom Jones, because that's my freaking, my wife's dad. That's awesome. I would be, because, you know, he got, got sick freaking before. I, I met him once before he got sick. Like, before, way before me and my wife got together. Mm-hmm. And freaking, like, all the stories I've heard from him over the year about him over the years. Like he just was like a genuinely good dude in a world full of crap people. And like, it'd be really cool
0: to like get to know him on a personal level. such a scary thing about like the rock and roll business, the wrestling business. You know, it's full of like jackals and headhunters and thieves. Oh yeah. And you can't be too it's
1: nice. It's not, it's not even that anymore, dude. Now it's just people that don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> right. Like especially at this level right now, it's just like, dude, come on. Like, you, dude, dude, come on. Did you no, s- don't don't get me started on that nonsense.
0: Speaking speaking of nonsense, did you uh, did you see the uh, you the you... no let's let's not
1: even go there. I don't want to redefine <laughs> that at
0: all. We'll save that for minefields after dark. I don't even.
1: Like legit, I don't want to dignify that with any type of response. You
0: got it. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you read everything.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't read everything. I read a little bit today. Oh, well, dude. we'll talk about that afterwards. Cool. All right. Cool. So, what's what's your, who's your three?
0: <laughs> My three: uh, Stone Cold, one hundred percent. j
1: Chris Jericho. Why two J,
0: Chris Jericho? And that's why I'm trouble picking the third one because. There's a lot of people that really intrigue me but there's I, I want some like more substance than just drinking beers like and you know or being like a uh, a huge mascot like Sergeant Slaughter I I'd, I'd want some you know I'm, I'm I know exactly I I'd, I'd pick Dustin Rhodes Nice I would pick Dustin Rhodes for his experience I'd want to know what it was like you know being an addict, getting out of that you know the, the oh God, what a fucking redemption story it like oh, yeah, like Funny. like 15 years ago, would you ever imagine that Goldberg would be um, I'm sorry, Gold Dust would be on top the way he is right now. I mean, the, the, oh, yeah, no. the match with him and Cody, I cried like a baby at the end of that. In front of everyone. I didn't give a shit. That was like one of the most impactful psychologically, you know, just drama. Like, you know, I, I want my brother. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it was good, dude. It was a great. It was, I loved it. That. Like, that was freaking the match of the year for a reason. One hundred percent. You know, freaking. Actually, we did. I did a seminar with him like God, ten years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Before he went back for his last WWE run, and just freaking, just oh, it just seemed like a cool guy. Like I didn't really get to pick his brains as much as I would have liked, but like freaking, uh, you know, it was it was a really good class act, dude. Really, obviously, freaking super knowledgeable and. Loves, you know, guy that loves doing what he does.
0: He he's just constant reports of people that have been around him, uh, uh, whether just for a minute or at one of his seminars, just how much he has to offer and how much he really cares about every little thing. Because he fought for uh, he that man has been through hell and back. That man has suffered, and he deserves every bit of of success that he's enjoying right now. And I'm so proud of him. Yeah. And I, I'd love I'd love to hear whatever he wanted to. Talk, I'd wanted to make it like an eight part storyline, like you know, like. Full like, like I wouldn't want to do like shit. We need to figure out a way to do this because hey, we got a show. We we do, we can create everything. Let's do that. Let's figure out a way to eventually like get like a ten parter with him. Like investigative journalist. <laughs> like let's sit down. Let's talk. Let's really get some meat and potatoes out of here. I don't want to. I don't want a, uh, a dark side of the ring type story out of out of Dustin. I, like he's better than that. Yeah. He's 100 percent better. That real, real reporters go in trying to get a real good story, and not bury him. Shit, he should have his own master class on that master class site. How to get a character over? Like, how many mm-hmm. different iterations of Gold Dust have there been? Like, I've he got over the 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 the, the no one likes me uh, Gold Dust when he was working with Our Truth, which is one of my favorite iterations of him. Yeah,
1: that shirt. I mean, that just freaking uh, them, him and Booker T was amazing. Freaking uh, just you know the thought process behind him being the weak link all freaking and it happened, you know, building a, build a whole relationship where go, you know, Booker T hated him at first and then slowly he wore Booker down and then they became a team and they, you know, they were winning and then they didn't win the tag belts and they didn't win the tag belts again. And, you know, all Goldust is like, oh, it's, it's me. I'm the it's weakest me. link, blah, yep. blah, blah. And then, you know, Booker T picking him up and being like, no, we're, we're, we're doing this. This is happening. And then them, freaking finally winning the belts you know that was a thing that was like a what year year and a half long storyline
0: and it didn't even happen every week either yeah it didn't need to
1: but like every time they were on it was like okay this is this is something i care about and how often especially in wwe do you find a storyline you care about it's been a long like you time you want to see where it goes you don't it's not just like oh hey we're just going to repeat the same cycle all over again you know it's freaking, this is something i care about
0: that's when i like, started drifting away from wwe was i was getting i was getting uh, uh seduced by the indies <laughs> and not just cuz <laughs> I, I love love the like the underground hardcore stuff I mean, in a, in a way yeah but then like i, I found myself like remember the sexy star storyline where she got kidnapped by marty the moth and uh yeah. and uh what was his sister cobra was it cobra moon no,
1: Cobra no, Moon was freaking, uh, she was in this, the, the, the the freaking snake tribe. Mariposa? But his sister was Mariposa, yeah. Yeah,
0: Mariposa, and, like, she had that, she had, like, I'm worried about her from week to week, man, like that, she had that PTSD really bad, and, like, of all the people that helped her out was the Mac, and that shit was awesome, was like, when she overcame the fear, like, I was like, okay, there's more storyline here, I was already, we were already watching everything Bullet Club, and I was like, you know, I, I miss Raw this week, ah, who gives a shit?
1: like <laughs> there's nothing you, you just watch it next week and see the exact same thing yeah only their finishes will be in reverse correct correct yeah, or not the, but for w's credit though the last last well, move about credit but like the last great match i remember freaking like I, when i was training guys full time freaking like the last great match i would tell them to, i was like go home and watch this it's like battleground 2013 it's not a great show but there's the match with freaking uh, Cody Rhodes and Dustin Goldust versus um, the Shield, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. But like they cut this promo beforehand talking about how, you know, we're not wanted because uh, Cody and Dustin had all been fired and they were hired back for one night to <laughs> wrestle the Shield. And if they lost, Dustin was or Dusty was fired too because he was running NXT at the time. Mm-hmm. And freaking Dusty was freaking going with them, and freaking uh, he was their second. And then the Shield had Dean Ambrose with them, and the Shield were the tag champs at the time. And it was all because Triple H, had, you know, the the authority and all that nonsense. And like hmm. they built this up for so well, and like, they cut this passionate promo where freaking Cody Rhodes goes off about not, you know, everyone talks about the company I left. Nobody talks about the company I keep with me now. You know, he talks about I would be lucky to have. You know, a tenth of the ability of my brother. I'd be lucky. I'd be lucky to have a quarter of the charisma of my father, and the knowledge of my father. And freaking, he's like, what I do have is the uh, how do you put it? It was the um, the work ethic. You will not outwork me. It's a lot of what he says now, but it's like you know, I have the work ethic of my immigrant Cuban mother, and you know, you will not outwork me. You know, there's no mountain I will not climb. There's no river I will not swim across. I will fight and fight and fight and tonight I fight for my family. Love it. And then they follow that up by freaking uh coming out, they come out to all three of them come out together to Dusty's music. Fuck yeah. And and then they just <laughs> have this freaking they have this whole thing and then freaking like earlier in the match they freaking end up uh Dean Ambrose is threatening Dusty and Dusty's like, I'm you know, Dusty's not backing down, but his his kids come next you know protect him mm-hmm. and freaking um the shield come and they, they're like, they're going to brawl. They're going to brawl, but they don't like Cody slides in and is like, we're doing this. We're getting our jobs back. You know, like one of our, maybe it's Dustin, but one of them freaking slides in. And is like, no, we're doing this here. We're doing this in the ring. We're doing this now. And freaking, it all builds up to where we're freaking, um, Dusty ends up taking his freaking belt off and punching Dean Ambrose in the head with his belt buckle. And freaking they're you know, they're doing all this crazy stuff and gold dust, you know, they're, JBL's doing commentary and he's like "Gold Dust doesn't have to be, you know, as good as he always was, you know. Mm-hmm. He just has to be good for one night, <laughs> two nights." And it's like the commentary is perfect, the wrestling is perfect. You know, the storytelling's there. And freaking the course, freaking Cody being the baby of the group gets the pin on Rollins. You know, hits his finisher. Freaking um the, and, right, and, you know, the he, right, you know, he freaking hits up, You know, he's got he he gets him in the crossroads. There's like that moment where he's just like as soon as he gets it hooked, like, he just looks at the crowd, and you know everyone, everyone's with him. Everyone's in that fucking moment. Right. He hits the rope crossroads, pins him, freaking, and freaking Dustin comes in, and Dustin is, like, half his face paint's gone because of the match, freaking crying, just hugging his brother. And then, like, all the freaking locker room comes out to welcome him back.
0: That's a moment.
1: Yeah, and it's free. it's. Fucking glorious! Like I said, I want to say it's battleground 20, uh, 2013
0: One thing that stood out from what you are telling me is that you, the right things were happening. This right, this right is right, and right, right. Uh, the right guy took the bump. Dean Ambrose, yep. old school tape trader. Can you imagine what was going through his mind when he got to take that bump from Dusty?
1: And let alone the fact that freaking you know Dusty was a guy. He was you know when he came to WWE was a guy. Like all three of those guys were freaking. Dusty's kids, they're all guys that had worked with him in developmental. Right. You know, and that's, that, you know, freaking getting a chance to, you know, work with a guy that, you know, maybe didn't originally train you, but, well, maybe in Roman Reigns' case, he might have had a huge hand in it. But, like, freaking, uh, you know, for Rollins and Ambrose, who'd been around for, you know, eight to ten years beforehand, you know, freaking um, a guy that had such a huge impact on your career regardless. Mm-hmm. To be put in that position on a pay per view, in such a featured match, and freaking like I said, one of the last great matches that actually had emotion in it. You know, before that, you're talking probably WrestleMania 26 when Michaels retired, and it's always it's always like a you know the big the actual emotional stuff. So it's a retirement angle, you know, Flair retiring, Michaels retiring, Taker. You know, even Taker wasn't. I, I personally don't think it was what it should have been, you know a lot of that's freaking due to you know the fact that we don't you know we don't have fans at this time due to covid Mm-hmm. But I, I, still, I still think they'll bring him back out at some point to do to give him the respect he deserves i mean it'd be negligent
0: of them to to not you know right, especially if they try to deny dust uh dust in the uh the Hall of fame the Bellas got in already. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, Hall of Fame is what it is. Right. It's now
1: this. That's another. That's another nice way of being like. Eh, Let's save that for after dark.
0: <laughs> after dark. <laughs> the. um, uh, This is how I'm gonna weasel my way into like your training sessions when you when you're training again, is it's gonna be like you're gonna like you need to watch this and that's when you like you kind of just look over at your tech guy that's been chilling you know, taking promo photos, reading comics, and that's when I like hit the button hit play on the, the 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 flat screen that we have you're like this is all right we're going to watch this everyone shut the fuck up all right now that it's done morales you take it over and you're like what just happened and why why was that good why was that good like everyone i want every single one of you people to tell me why that was good and then go into how you could have made it better or why it was important like break it down like like a four thousand level like English class the way like we we break down the books like you know I I've, yeah. I've got an English degree this is how we talk and and the discourse goes and in those like high end literature classes it's pull that in the training like you got your tech guy there why the fuck not
1: no yeah. well that's the thing man you take if you if you watch this stuff enough freaking like whether it's comics or wrestling matches you know like break it down why like why do I like this. Like, I don't think enough people, like, you get so much more out of it when you realize this is what I like about something or this is what I don't like about it. Or realizing both, you know, like I said, um, you know, I watch AEW. Certain things I really, really enjoy, certain things not so much.
0: It happens. It, the honeymoon
1: phase is definitely over. Well, not even that, just, like, freaking just week to week. You know, I mean, yeah, it, you know, it, it's great, but, like... You know, certain like I said, it's my whole psychology thought process on wrestling. This is three ring circus mentality. You know, if you don't like the trapeze, you might like the lions. If you don't like the lions, you might like the freaking the clowns. You know, it it's wrestling should be a little bit of something for everybody, which is why it so many people can find something to enjoy in it.
0: Or you have a product like Lucha Underground. It all of it is good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, even that, even I mean, even that wasn't perfect. You know, there are definitely some purists that freaking would have, you know, buried the hell out of it.
0: Nah, those guys can kiss you know? my ass.
1: It, it is what it is. You know, freaking, you know, for you know, it's it's the Jim Cornette and Vince Russo thing. You know, we're either guy necessarily right or either guy necessarily wrong? They're just looking at the same thing in two different sets of eyes.
0: Sorry, my maybe, mic's maybe, a little hot. Oh, you're
1: good. Like I said, neither one's a little bit right, or neither one's right, neither one's wrong. At least the way you look at it.
0: At least the damn thing exists. <laughs> yeah. Just be know, happy it's there.
1: Yeah. And if you don't like it, you don't get to watch it. Okay. So, there's enough varying wrestling for you to pick and choose. There's enough varying comic books. If you're freaking into comic books, but you don't like superheroes, find something else. It's there. Find a book outside of the superhero realm. Put
0: the yeah, effort into dude. it. Put the as yeah. well. Like how many? Like it pisses me off when I meet trainees or even just people higher up in the exelon here that like only still watch WWE. Like even even like right when AEW first came out, they're still like, no, I only watch WWE. Like what the hell? What, what are you stupid? Like you, you <laughs> like you're only gonna go eat at McDonald's all the time because that's what you like. Like do do you know what's going on at Impact right now? Do you know like what's happening in New Japan right now? And, and if you don't know it, you're gonna be so left behind. What, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like I said, man,
1: to each their own. That's that's what they like. It's not, like I said, not necessarily right, not necessarily wrong. I'm and just. They, I mean, I'm am all down for giving everything a shot. But friggin', some people some people will, some people won't.
0: That's what I want. That's what I want more of out of the human race. I want give give some things a shot. Have an open mind. Uh, have a little bit more sense of. Uh... Self, uh, self, uh, like don't self destruct, <laughs> like figure yeah. out a way not to do that, those little things. But just I, I just enjoy it,
1: it's I d- Freaking, it's never going to be the end of the world until it is. Nope, and then who cares?
0: And then it doesn't matter. At least the ride was damn good getting there, yeah. Uh, exactly, Spider Man, Spider Shadow oh. number one. This was Zadarsky. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I told you that the other day. This is one of the ones I've, I'm sure they've probably done a. Uh, they've done a a what if Spidey had kept the the symbiote and before we even know who Eddie Brock was, but this is where it picks off. Zdarsky's written this, and it it is dark, in not in a dark for dark se- sense. This is naturally where the storyline was going to go. Spidey didn't get rid of the. You know, he he hears it talk to him. It's messing with his. It's messing with his. uh, his internal dialogue because he's starting to hear the symbiote, not just, uh, it giving him you know, extra powers, that sort of thing. And we find that he is on the, on the skids with, with Mary Jane. He's also hasn't oh. talked to aunt may in months because aunt may is mad at him. So there's your, there's your monkey wrench to throw everyone off, you know, where this is going because when is aunt may ever been so mad at Parker that she hasn't talked to him for months, maybe a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, not at all. And he even, he's, he's, he just wants more of the power. This is, you're watching the the absolute power corrupt a good man. It's ruining his, it's like, like watching someone like drift into alcoholism, man. Like they lose their job and they say they lost their wife and you know, how did this happen? Like, no, you got to rewind and look at what's going on and Parker is not looking at what's going on. All he cares about is keeping the suit. Like he accidentally punches at Mary Jane when he wakes up from a nightmare and even then, he's like, "I'm gonna go out." Like he didn't—he just punched Mary Jane, man. Like, what the hell's going on? He's getting more and more fed up with the the baddies, you know, just getting at you know the rotating doors in the prison. He, right at that moment, encounters old Hobgoblin, and he really hits and hits hard, and it it actually gets Mister uh, Ogabi the uh, little uh, little butt hurt for that because he starts fo- he follows uh, Parker around until he gets to the point where he goes to Aunt May's house to say you know hey I haven't talked in a while and you know he he burns down Aunt May's house and kills her in an explosion and Parker's had enough Parker's had enough and it was they didn't show it what they did at Hitchcock style they showed a little bit of the beginning where he has both hands on each side of the hobgoblin's head and then crunch like he crushes the skull and doesn't he walked away like nothing walked away like nothing we also find that he's like hey I because keep in mind this is post secret wars and um the original Secret Secret War, sorry, Secret War, and um Mr. Fantastic has been bugging him, like, hey, we need to figure out what this damn thing is on you. And he does make it to the Baxter building and they they're telling him, like, hey, like, we think it's a symbiote and he's like, Yeah, I basically don't care. I mean, like, like we need to study it, we need to get that off of you and he mister Fantastic goes to grab him and Spidey grabs his hand and just squeezes it and you see it fold in his hand, because 'cause Mr. Fantastic's couldn't believe what was happening obviously was going to restrain him but it was one of those things where like we the fantastic four you know the the uh, social justice warriors of the (laughs) the marvel universe know that there's a problem and they're going to take care of it whether you like it or not or whether or not it's a good thing for parker to have have the symbiote but it's it's already gone completely you know completely sideways on him we 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 see nothing but bad things happen and like i said not dark for dark sake but that's just the natural course of where it's going and it's a really good way to explore things because we always see Peter Parker is, you know, ne'er-do-well. He gets pretty close to succeeding where he does and immediately gets taken away. Um, this is what, what happens when good men get corrupted. Yeah. And it's, it's a it's a big deal that people need to understand. Like like uh, one of the other comics I wanted to read or uh, uh, mention just briefly was Home. Uh, number one from Image, and it's uh, about migrants making, it, making their way at the beginning of Trump's uh, uh, time in office and finding out what the border border's like and getting separated. And it, it, I really don't think that it was 100% just for telling a story about what's happening that a lot of people choose to ignore in the news about what's happening at these you know, detention centers. But it's what happens when good men see injustice and do nothing. Yeah. It's 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 a moral quandary. That's when you realize what like who you are as a person whether not like if you see someone being killed on the street or being attacked, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to help them or are you going to pull your phone out and start recording to go viral? And if we're watching Spidey get broken and it can happen to the it can happen to the best of us. Like, I mean, you work you work in a, a you know, a seat. Like, you know from personal experience and just from the the, the different type of people what can happen to if someone isn't paying attention, oh, you got you you tore your ACL. You have surgery. You they give you X amount of Percocets, and then you really like Percocets, but you've never done drugs before. You're a good person. They've, they've, this has never been in your wheel well. But then you really want more Percocets. You go to get more. They give you a little bit more. You go to get more. They 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 stop you. Next thing you know, you're stealing people's. Uh, Percocets from their uh, medicine cabinets. When you go visit them, and next thing you know, you're buying it on the street. And next thing you know, that gets too important. It spirals on you. And next thing you know, you're buying heroin. Yeah. And that's not a made up thing. That's what happens. Good is ruined. Good people's lives, and, uh, and keep hammering at home, like watching watching Parker Parker fuck up. This is bad. Hmm. Is is Zdarsky going to give us a redemption? I hope so. Because yeah. I'd I'd hate I'd hate for this story to. Just end like in like like watching like a an Andrew Kevin Walker movie where no one wins. There's no redemption. It's just that it is what it is, and it sucks. Oh, but that's that's what I got on that man. It's just the artwork was decent. The possibilities of it were are endless on this one. And hey, we're in good hands. We're in Zdarsky's hands. Like when everyone was pissed about um, Dan Slot killing off Spider Man, like what eight years ago. And yeah. someone someone posted like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, hold on, guys! You were freaking out for no good reason." Uh, Dan Slott is literally the biggest Spider-Man fan on the planet. He's not. He's never done us wrong. He's not going to do us wrong. Just chill out and relax. And just in the next thing we know, we get Superior Spider-Man. If you've never read Superior, Superior Spider-Man, you done messed up. <laughs> it was awesome. It was it was awesome. I'm sorry, I'm going like in a million different directions on this one. But when I talk about Spidey, I get seriously on the jazz.
1: Yeah, that's no, good, man. It's it's interesting points, though. Like, you know, are you going to... Because, like, I mean, Zdarsky's really, I mean, like you said, kind of the same thing we are talking about with Daredevil. He hasn't led us astray, you know? No. And he's been super solid with it. So I definitely think, you know, you can. he's definitely at least worth giving the benefit of the doubt to you to see what he does with it. Because, I mean, it's, you know, this, this isn't a what-if. This is a mainstream Spider-Man book. So, like, you know... Will he get you know, get his stuff together or won't he? I just
0: I'm just happy that it that it exists, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From everything you're you're talking about earlier, like some people might not like it. Spider Man Spider Shadow number one, pick it up. Which dude, you gotta I, I have not read the next issue of uh the picture of everything else and you gotta you gotta give it to us, man. Oh yeah, no, dude. dude's it's, it's it's been an
1: interesting read. Like this whole like, this isn't this isn't a typical superhero book. This isn't even a typical freaking um, – it's written by a vault or it's by a vault. It's put out by a vault. So it's been one of my personal favorites. Just like I said, I just picked up, a, picked up the first issue on a whim a couple months back and then freaking made it a point to try to find the second issue because I couldn't find it anywhere. Ended up finding it in a muse.
0: God, it yeah,
1: written by Dan Wat- <clears throat> Waters. And art and colors by Kishore Mahan. But yeah, we start out with um. So at the end of the last issue, you know, the the sky was turning red, and we all knew it was the Parish Ripper, but we didn't know what was going on yet. And Alphonse, who had um, sacrificed himself so that Marcel could get away, um, found Marcel and invited him over to meet with Basil, who's the Parish Ripper who is basically, Alphonse is basically his understudy at this point. And Marcel goes to meet him, and he's got a suitcase with him, but inside of the suitcase, he's got a loaded gun. So, I mean, he plans on killing the Ripper. You know, and Alphonse, you know, every, and all, all three of these guys sit down here, and um, the butcher, or the parish Ripper, Basically says that you know, the reason I'm here, you're here is because I want you to critique my latest work. And, you know, they, he thinks, Marcel thinks he's going to show him the painting, but instead they walk outside and, you know, they're talking about the sky. And the whole thing is that, um, the butcher, or the, I keep calling the butcher, the ripper, basically, he drew the Paris landscape.
0: And it, and, and it
1: manifested itself. Yeah, and it manifested itself. But the red is just um, a blotch. That's it. Just a blotch of paint. He thought it. He thought the picture. He thought the painting was too perfect. So we added this blotch to just kind of spice things up a little bit. Right. And you know, the whole thing is he just wants his opinion. Uh, you know, what do you think? You know, critique this. You know, are just. They're just walking along Paris. They're driving in a they're driving in a motorized wagon that can go upwards of twenty two miles an hour, which is the the newest technology. You know we've peaked as humans,
0: right? You
1: know, but there's just a splotch. And he, um, on? Marcel is just trying to get inside uh, Basil's the the Ripper's head. He's like, you know, if I want to really be able to critique this. You know, I need to know the artist. And Basil just kind of talks around him, doesn't give him too much. And they end up wandering into this guy who's feeding pigeons in this park. And he's just, he's, he's just calm. And with him being calm, Marcel notices that everybody's calm. All right. And But there's this giant blotch in the sky. So Marcel asked the old man about the blotch. Oh, and the old man is just like, oh, it, it must be a trick of the clouds or something. Like a rainbow, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's just light and water. You know, boy, you know, when I was a boy, I thought it was magic. <laughs> and, like, and, and people are just okay with this. But basically it comes to the fact that, uh, that when Basil drew the painting, he drew the people calm.
0: He didn't,
1: he didn't. He didn't. He didn't draw them panicking. He didn't draw them, you know, in an uproar or a rage or rebelling. You know, he drew all the people calm. He's the perfect it's, guy it's, to do that too. Yeah, <clears throat> he, it's just a blotch. You know, but we find out that um the way, the like he eventually kind of concedes and shares a bit of his past, and he talks about this person, um, this man he was in a relationship with. And the whole thing is that people are unaccepting of people who defy the norm, as he puts it. And he talks about this man, and he drew he, this, is this gorgeous man that he drew this, uh, this painting of, and it was the finest work he ever did. And it turns out that man was Dorian Gray. Okay. So, and freaking everyone knows that the whole thing with Dorian, the Dorian Gray character, was that the, uh, he didn't age as long as the picture was handled, was okay. But he, he drew this picture of Dorian, and, you know, he he kept, he didn't want, he, Dorian would never, Darren was happy about it, but he would never show him the picture. And, you know, he was going off on it, and then eventually he, um, they got into it, they got into an argument over it. And he just wanted uh, he wanted Dorian to say he was sorry. And Dorian ended up killing him. Just stabbing him, you know, about the neck and shoulders with a knife.
0: This is some next level shit.
1: Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> it's like I said, a super interesting read.
0: <clears throat>
1: and he ends up getting found by a man named Dr. Alan Campbell who ends up, you know, uh, Dorian paid him to get rid of the body, basically, and he was still alive, and Dr. Campbell took pity on him and, you know, got him to a place where he could heal. And it turned out that the, um, the picture, when he found the picture, it was horrible and ragged and aged, and um, Dorian had made the mistake of destroying the picture himself, and it killed him. So that's when he learned that he had this power.
0: So we get the Sorry. origin story, we see more of like what what our main character can do. And now we've got an Achilles heel. Yep.
1: And the whole thing is we found out that um when they f- when Marcel and Alphonse found him initially, he was basically in his, the, the 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 um whatever cuz the whole thing is that it's the uh the canvas is what where the power lies, and the whole thing is that he he was in his infancy with learning about it. Like he didn't know what he could and couldn't do, so he was basically finding out the extent of his powers at the time, which is why he was trying so many different things, and why you know unfortunate people had died. So, are we? So he.
0: Are we, we getting an end game yet? Uh, not
1: really, as of yet. Like it's it's interesting because. Now it seems like he's trying to, to make things better. Because he has basically brought peace to Paris. Right. There's no, there's no fighting. There's no battles. You know, Everyone is at peace. Because of the blob. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even the blob, just the fact that he drew the entire... Everyone's even okay with the blob, but like he drew Paris. And the picture he drew was fine. So as long as the picture remains okay everybody will be, remain okay. So it's interesting to see, like, you know, he has that power. But, but we, if he decides he wants to destroy it, he has that power as well.
0: Then we gotta, it's gotta be one of those, like, the armchair book it type things. It's gotta be like, uh, uh, did you ever read, uh, there, there was an old, like, sci-fi comic, that, uh, story about this, but there was, they, they redid it in the pages of the, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, micro series uh the donatello mm-hmm. one where he meets that artist that has that special crystal that he has tied to a, a tied to a uh, obviously a jack kirby reference um yeah everything he draws turns real and then they go into like they go into like the the world that he created and the to get out of it basically you have to paint your way out of it and it sounds like that's what he's gonna have to do here
1: yeah i mean it's possible because they end up like this whole thing has also been a test because he, he sends Alphonse to the roof of this church,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, Notre Dame actually. And at the top of the – at the top are these two women, and they're just talking. And Alphonse pushes them over the edge, just pushes them to their deaths. Was he testing and, him? Yeah, he's, t- he's testing Alphonse. Well, he's testing everything. Right. Because you know Marcel closes his eyes and then he hears uh, the Ripper just say, ladies, are you all right? You look somewhat flustered all of a sudden. <laughs> and he, uh, Marcel opens his eyes and the women are fine.
0: Interesting. So, no,
1: yeah, so, no, so the whole thing is that he didn't draw any dead bodies, so nobody died. So basically he's cured
0: death. Just within Paris,
1: yeah. For as long as he wants, death cured. You know, he's he's talking about you know this you know, my this Paris is a serene one without panic, and there's no death in the painting, so there'll be no more death in Paris. And this is Alphonse talking to Marcel, and he, he's just, he's putting over Basil like you know this is this is what Basil can do, and Basil's just walking off, being like, I've saved the city forever. No, judge me for that, critic. If you can. Okay, but it's got to end. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in theory, does it though? As long as, as long as Basil's in a good place, it, I mean, it really doesn't have to end. I mean, it will. Well, but you know, they exploring- that's, that's the interesting part about it. You know, if he could do this for this city, can he do it for every city?
0: They're they're doing something extremely similar in a comic book called Stillwater right now, and the the premise is that there's a small town. Uh, one day, everyone realized they couldn't die, mm-hmm. and even if you did die, you would just regenerate, and it it wasn't a big deal. But the problem is is that they have to hide them like they had to hide hide themselves from the rest of the world. So anytime like new people would come in town, like they would be redirected like by the cops, or so you can't come in like there's there's something wrong going on, you know, go around and then how they had to eventually like all their family members that were out of town, they had to, uh, they were not, no one, no one knew was allowed in and they had to start making up ways to, you know, blow their family off and eventually like fake their own desk to the point like where there was no questions asked and no one came to visit. So that's that's what I'm saying it means would it have to end it's just from that sort of perspective when you're talking about does it have to end? I mean, it's Paris. It's in, in 100 years, they're still going to be looking the same. Mm-hmm. There's going to be an yeah, issue. Nobody change.
1: Nobody's going to age. Nobody's going to get hungry. You know, nobody's going to die. Nobody can be born.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well, the, all, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting thought process. Mm-hmm. Is that where it ended off? Yeah, that's that's the end. Yeah, you know, it just you know, judge me if you can.
0: No, I can't judge any of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's perfect. I mean, what a great line for the very end. Like, when's the next one coming out? And please tell me this is at least going to be twelve issues.
1: Um, I don't know. That's the thing, friggin'. I think it's you know, this one just came out this week, so we got about a month on it till the next one. Mm-hmm. So friggin'. Not gonna lie, I can't wait for it. This might be, might be my pick of the week right here, just because of the thought process that goes into it.
0: It's a good pick, brother, a hundred percent. I gotta stop saying that. It's like the eighth time I said it. I don't know what's in my head today. I got man nachos. And- <laughs> nachos. No, I had a had an amazing chili dinner. Like and uh, like I was telling you earlier, we had like all those like uh, crackers and olives and meat. <laughs> nice. I got man goat and the bunny man. This is the last one I have for this week, and I gotta say, it, we we get this tarantino like cover where you're about to die, like your hand is, is you know coming up above your face to shield yourself, you know, uh, futilely. For a uh, a he looks like a, a man goat and a a, a full blown furry, and that's actually one of the gimmicks here. Like it starts out where the the rabbit is, he's just he's got a hatchet. They they they're killing a bunch of zombies. And he's going through this, like, not even Bateman-esque, more like just, like, he goes full-blown crazy man and unstoppable killing machine, all of a sudden snaps out of it, like, hey, why am I covered in blood? And all of a sudden he's, like, more cute-looking, and and he's being looked after by this, by this man-goat who isn't really a man-goat. He's actually, uh... He's from hell. <laughs> he's from hell.
1: Oh, jeez, okay.
0: Yeah, and, uh... Part, uh, part demon, and... He's always nailing chicks and the, the, the big the big, <laughs> the big rabbit can't get chicks he looks like a rabbit. Like, the, the man-goat is ba- pretty much a like a hot lion. But goat, if that puts it uh-huh. in, into perspective. And they're, they are... Man, they don't flat out say, are these guys like paranormal hunters? But they, they, they're they looking up like the, the rag sheets like in Men in Black. Like, you know, what are we going to do today? And they go pick up the Inquirer and that sort of shit. And that's what they're going through. And they see an article about... Uh, a family that's disappeared, and they go look. They go looking for him, and turns out the family was being held hostage by a bunch of Satan worshiping incest cousin fuckers. <laughs> that <Wow>. they, yeah, <laughs> that they had to uh, to kill all that. Like they get attacked by like a, a goddamn teenage cyclops, blow his brains out, and then the the people that were being held hostage, when they realize that they're, you know, that they've been rescued, immediately turn on these guys because there's a crazy ass rabbit covered in blood, <laughs> and. They take off, you know, mission accomplished, and but not really because what's going on is an evil, uh, full blown satanic cult. I mean, like worshipping Baphomet and everything. They are figuring out a way to snuff out Man Goat and the Buddy Man because they, for some reason, they it's part of it's going to be part of some ritual, and they're they're digging their their talons into the local town, and uh, they get uh, after this caper. They they're asked to go look for a woman that was. Uh, you know, kidnapped, and while they're on the hunt, you know they get su- surprised by Bigfoot, who happens to be a buddy of theirs, and they're pissed at them because Bigfoot like keeps getting excited because he's he's just a dumbass. They go back to his cave. He's got a flat screen TV. He's got a goddamn switch. <laughs> he's they they're they're laying there on pillows, like drinking a beer, like nothing else. And uh, they they finish. They find that they find where the woman was sacrificed. And all right, so. Put it in perspective, man, goat, bunny, man, furry. That blacks out, goes completely homicidal. Uh, satanic cult. Women, women, and children are being uh, uh, turned into zombies. Uh, yeah, all in one comic book. And wow. and the artwork is good. And the bunny's horny. He really just wants to get laid. Uh, sees a girl across the street, bringing some bunnies in. Of course, she's going to be my friend and hot blonde. And she. Doesn't get scared by him. She's like, "Yeah, I actually know who you are. I actually went looking for you, like to see if you're real." And and she's flirting with him, man. <laughs> this is all. <laughs> she's in he immediately he wastes no time. He, he's like, "Would you go on a date with me?" And then we immediately go to the uh, scene of the melee where uh, they again uh, satanic zombie making cousin fucking rapist. <laughs> um <coughs> More people are hunting Man Goat and the Bunny Man. We've got some crazy-ass rednecks with more ammo than what to do with and some sketches just looking to hunt these guys down. And uh, <laughs> I love the shit out of this comic book, man. This was this was something that would be unlike Joe Bob Briggs' uh, uh, monster drive-in if they make it, listen to a movie. And if they did, I'd be very, very happy with it. Absolute B-movie, B over-the-top badassness. Nice. <sighs> that was like a... I feel like I said that in one breath, <laughs> like a little just, bit. You 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 were into it, pretty excited about it. Man, but that's anything in wrestling other than like you know pro wrestling that we need to go over, man, because it's uh, we've got like blood and guts and the final. not the blood and guts. Yeah, we're getting the blood and guts match, aren't we? In AEW. Yeah, that's coming up on uh, first week
1: of May, I think first Wednesday of May. Can't wait, man. I'm uh, interested to see what they pull it off, because you know, freaking it'll be interesting to see what they do different. Yeah, they did Stadium Stampede last year and that was super awesome. So hopefully they can keep it going and do give us something you know, revamp something old and make it new. I hope they have a crowd for that, man. A good oh, hell crowd. Yeah, a yeah. good no, crowd. definitely. But hmm. other than that, man, I do get yeah, the Got that big title match coming up between Swan and uh, Kenny Omega. Title for titles. See how that goes.
0: All right, we gotta we gotta have that belt collector back, man. Let's see what happens. Mm. Well, that's that's all I got for this week, brother.
1: I think I'm pretty much tapped, Moen Frer. What was that, brother? I said, I think we're pretty much tapped
0: for this week. Shit, too. yeah, I'm tapped, guys. Again, give us a give us an email. Uh, find us everywhere: Instagram, Twitter. We don't do uh, TikTok. Um, mostly on, yeah, mostly on. Oh, God, I hate Facebook. Yeah, it's mostly Instagram. But I have a lot of fun on there. Give us an email: Colin Josh at Mindfields Podcast, com, uh, We'll come up with another email. We we'll got your name in there too, brother. But uh, just didn't want you to think I left you out. But that was way before you joined the show. But uh, I'm TomAndJoshEatChili.com <laughs> Dude, uh, it, we would probably make a lot of money if we actually did eat but random chili, but we would be getting the wrong money for the wrong reasons. Hmm. Maybe the right reasons. I do love chili. I had a shitload of chili. Dude, I've had so much chili this week, it's not funny, it's been awesome. Like, they made a shitload of it at work <laughs> in the cafeteria, and every day just get a big bowl of it, and then uh, whenever my mom, she had that, and I'm like, yeah, I had some tonight. Yeah, we're sitting pretty man. but I've got nothing left. If you've got nothing left, I'll sign us off. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think we're I think we're good, man. Freaking,
0: everything sounds super. Cool. Well guys again, uh this transmission is over and this is dangerous. Thank you for coming to Minefields.